Why are y'all talking about this when this is Leo season? Oh, hush. You ain't a Leo. I'm sure I'm not. I'm what I'm what purifies Leos after. after oh, interest is a Virgo, like Beyonce, like Ali. Yeah. When's your birthday, Ali? Day before Beyonce is the third of September. <gasps> it just is September sixth. Look at y'all, the trifecta, all within the same week. Hey, Ali, so you were born. You were born on the third of September. Uh oh! That was the day when Ali, Ali was born. Well I never got a chance to see him. Always heard all these podcasts about him. Brandon, I'm depending on you to tell me the truth. I'm gonna tell y'all the real deal. Ali was an island boy. Anime and manga he enjoys. And when he's live, all he does is drop shit. <laughs> the lyrics, because I was dancing the whole way through. Ali <laughs> was like, "Why did you? Why did you stop?" <laughs> I said, "Red." Like, this is my theme up. song from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, SSMPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Yes, we're so glad to have you here today. Today is Sunday, August the 4th, 2019, the day before many of your uh, wonderful little kids go back to school and get out of your hair for the next 180 days. <laughs> yeah. My name is Brandon. I am here with Tria. What's up? And Ali. Wow. What was that? It's from Hercules. Ah, okay. Uh, before we get started, started, I we did have I did have some uh, I guess what do you call it? Some housekeeping to do. Uh, first of all, so my sister messaged us after we posted the last episode, um, the one of uh, number three oh five of Howdy Duty Time. The part we discussed, Cynthia Reba. She didn't message. She tweeted that the show account. Uh, she was a little upset that we were that nice to Cynthia Reba about the whole, uh, you know, thing about her and the things that she said about, you know, like American blacks versus British blacks or black people who can trace their ancestry better. Like she felt like um, that, you know, she didn't deserve to play the part at all. Period. And they should have got somebody else. Aww. And she. She doesn't understand how she got cast in the first place. I was trying to explain, like, people, like, 
like Cassie Lemons and whoever the, and like Delay, who's the casting director, they're both black women, but also they're probably they're black women of a different uh, generation. I don't think they'd be on Twitter like that, like us. They they may not know, and Cynthia, I'm sure, didn't tell them. Uh, <laughs> so they might have found all this stuff out from the news after the casting already happened and contracts were already signed. Uh-huh. Um, but even if they didn't, like, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Like, um, I I think she's, I mean, she's a great actress. I don't see her doing a bad job. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't, but I don't know how it's going to turn out. Like, as far as like box office things, if the boycott would actually keep people away, then it'll be just white folks and because you know the white people are going anyways. They don't wait. So people are boycotting already. Yes, or they are saying they are going to boycott. Oh. Yes, they are. There's a whole movement on Twitter about boycotting the whole movie um, because Cynthia Revo is playing Harriet Tubman. Yeah, I haven't really <clears throat> like been on Twitter like I used to be. Like, so I anytime I get on there, I'm like, I don't know what's happening here, and then I get right back off. <laughs> or like, I might see one thing to like retweet or comment or reply to, and then I'm like back on Instagram because I don't. <laughs> Right. I'm so far removed from like what's going on with Twitter these days. But yeah, I, I don't know what'll happen money wise with that or movie wise. We'll see because they're not going to replace her at this point. The movie's already done. Uh, no. And when does it come out? It comes out. Uh, go. It goes to the Toronto International Film Festival. So, oh no, no, it's this year. Okay. Like, is it Thanksgiving? It'll be. I. It's. I think it's before Thanksgiving. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Because I know it goes to the Toronto. Because look, she Film can't Festival. be competing with Twenty One Bridges. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to figure out, you know. What November first is when it debuts in America. Uh, Twenty One Bridges was moved to actual Thanksgiving. So. Well, it's like the twenty second, right? Yeah. Or the. Okay. See, they're doing the same thing they did with Black Panther and um. Well, I mean, Twenty One Bridges isn't making a lot of money though. Like it's it's, it's going up against whoa, Frozen whoa, too. Whoa. It's going up against whoa. Frozen too. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. And Charlie's Angels. Well, Charlie's Angels comes out the same day as Harriet Tubman movie, so. Uh, ain't nobody. Don't nobody care about Charlie's Angels. Tr- trust me. Trust I mean, me. I want to see it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking for it today. Yeah, it's got your favorite... It's got your favorite bored-looking, <laughs> sad white girl. Kristen Stewart. Oh, no, with a, no, with a new haircut. Oh, God. <laughs> No, 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 no. Jennifer Lawrence is the bored-looking one. I actually like Kristen Stewart. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence is the one who just looks like I'm just waiting for my my bank to tell me my check clears. Yeah. <laughs> I can I'm go get the set. Your house, like right. <laughs> she does not want to be there anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Uh, right. But what else? Uh, the other thing, uh, oh, she, as far as the Robert Blake discussion, she recommended a podcast that go went to the Robert Blake, um, Bonnie Blake um, scandal. It is called uh, Not Guilty. It's an episode of the mm. podcast, Not Guilty. Mm. Bonnie Lee, um, Bonnie Lee Bakley. Well, I'm sorry, what's the, um, the former wife's yeah. name? Mm-mm-mm. Was she in show business? I don't believe, no, I don't think so. Because when we looked at her Wikipedia article, it just said that she was Robert Blake's former wife and she had been murdered. Oh, okay. So I don't believe, so I'll go back and look again, just to check. Okay. Uh, let's see. Apparently she seems to, have... no. She no. was married a whole bunch though. Oh, okay. She was married one, two, three, four, 
five, oh. six, seven, eight, nine, Wait. ten no. times. Robert no. Blake was the tenth. No. How old was she when they got married? Uh, forty-three, because she died at forty-four the year after. Dang, you, she's been met ten times by the age of forty-three. Yep. Wow. Lobby's marriage only lasted like a year or less. It seems. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's that is a lot. Okay. Okay. Uh, and what else? Um, if you guys didn't know, of course, we are on Spotify now, so check us out there. And the other thing is that uh, me and Moji from TV Movie Mistress, we're starting a new sort of kind of cross podcast mini series where we're just discussing like older films because we both like love like old ass movies that we used to watch on AMC and TCM. You know, especially if they're in black and white or in Technicolor widescreen and like really long. Uh, <laughs> Have y'all already recorded the Auntie Main one? Yes, we did. We did that one um, yesterday. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and the next one is going to be uh, Carmen Jones. And then we're doing Imitation of Life at some point as well. Oh, Lord. You about to, oh, God. <laughs> Sarah J. Sarah J. Let so, me guess. That one was your suggestion. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Promise me, mama, if you see me in the street... Please just... don't recognize me. <laughs> I, I won't, Sarah Jane. I promise. I made that all over my mind. Just one thing I ask of you. What's that? I just want to hold you in my arms once more. Like you were still my baby. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so good, but I've seen it so many times that, you know, it's like... It is a little overwrought, but that's by design. Um, but yeah, so the, you'll see these episodes on both TV Movie Mistress feed and on our life. You'll be going back and forth. So make sure to subscribe to both shows, TV Movie Mistress and Say Something Nice Podcast in order to get all these um, uh, discussions about old movies. Because yeah, speaking of which, that will lead us right into things we saw this week. I saw Auntie Mame for the first time, and I am ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself that I've never it? seen it before. Did you love it? it was amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, like that, I love that movie so much. Like, it, do you not want her to be your auntie? I want her to be my auntie, and I also want to know who at the studio got that past the censor board because, wow. <laughs> Listen, Auntie Mame was living her best life. Do you hear me? <laughs> yes, she was. She was on her absolute best life. Even when she went down south and married out um that southern oil man on a plantation called Peckerwood. Yeah. <laughs> and she was on that horse, that 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 evil horse that needed to be put down. She slid right into the field. <laughs> but my favorite was her, like the little pregnant, her pregnant assistant. Yes, when she came out the door and she was pregnant, <laughs> the camera just walked with her. I can just imagine back in the fifties, people watching the movie in the theater, like. <gasps> And she clearly was not married. Like, <laughs> it was that movie. Seriously, the best. Where did you see it? Where did you? Watch I, I saw it on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime in HD. <gasps> like you have to rent oh, it. Oh, or no, I got to rent it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like not Amazon Prime. Prime Amazon Video in HD for two ninety nine. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! I'm oh I'm watching it again this week. I have got to. I oh that movie, that and like there's a Jerry a Jerry Lee Lewis movie where or is it Jerry Lewis? Probably Jerry Lewis. Oh well, he's in the house with like a whole bunch of women, 
and he has to like take care of that. Like th- those are my two favorite old movies. I- I'm gonna have to Google it to find out what the name. Okay. Uh, besides that, I did see the farewell at the theater yesterday. The fa- ah. yeah, the farewell is a Chinese American uh, uh, co-production starring Aquafina, directed by Lulu Wang, where uh, Aquafina's grand um, she plays a character named Billy, and Billy's grandmother uh, back in China has just been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, but the family does not want to tell her because, like, they, they apparently like it's like um a thing. And like as some some of Chinese culture where they don't tell the elders when they're like like sick to the point where they can't get well again because they'll die of stress. Isn't that like so? Wait, so she didn't know she had lung cancer at all, or it had progressed to a certain? She didn't know at all. I feel like ain't that like a hippo? Like the doctor should tell her, right? Yeah, the doctor only tells the relatives. Like they, they don't give okay. her the information. Out. Well, so, clearly that's my that's my Western thinking, I guess. Yeah, and so they stage right. a wedding between her, um, B, um, Billy's cousin and her and his Japanese girlfriend. Um, were they really? Was it a fake one, or were they, they really going? They call it a fake wedding, and I'm under the impression that because the male cousin may or may not be interested in women, I don't share yet. Uh-huh. But um. Okay. It's the excuse they use to get everybody to come back to China to see the grandmother one last time. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was wondering, because uh, when I saw I was like, well, everybody's get gathering. Like, yeah. is she going to know? Like, why is everybody showing up in my house? Okay. So that makes sense. A wedding. Right. And, and so the thing is, like, um, um, Billy's struggling to not tell the grandmother and just to enjoy the time with her and the family. And, like, to see China, because she was born in China, but they moved when she was, like, five or six. So she hasn't been back in years to sort of kind okay. of see what's going on over there. Uh, the it's in it's in it's about thirty percent in English. The rest is in subtitle for uh, at least for us in America, um, Mandarin. Um, it's really like really that. good. Absolutely an A plus. Like um, really, yes, very very good. I'm Did glad. You cry? Did I cry? I felt a little sad. I didn't cry. Cry. Um, it's because it's not it's not. I mean, it's sad, but it's also a little bit humorous. It's and I. I'm trying to make sure I say this in the most constructive way possible. It's what Tyler Perry movies should be. <laughs> it's the kind of movie that if Tyler Perry really understood what he was doing with cinema, because he does it with the plays just fine, it's the kind of movie he would make. I'm just... It always goes back to... <laughs> no, because literally, I mean, like, I this, it's, it's kind of the right. plot of Madea's Big Happy Family, slightly in reverse, because in that one, the, um, Loretta Devine has cancer. She wants to tell the family. Right. But it's, they're having so many difficulties of trying to get together. Right. Like, it's... So it, it kind of feels like that, just that it's handled with way more, you know, cinematic finesse and everything and better acting, you know? Um, like it or not, Latria, Tyler Perry's next day exposed that way, so that's why we keep having to come for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ali is like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> so how was Aquafina? How was her? She's acting? very good. Like, this is the first full production I've ever seen her in. I haven't seen Ocean's 8 yet, and I haven't seen any, like, I didn't see any Crazy Rich Asians. I need to see both of those. Uh, yeah, Crazy Rich. Well, it's on, it's on, H- you don't have HBO anymore. No. Nah. Because Crazy Rich Asians, Asians is on HBO right I'll, now. I'll get it from, like, from Disc Netflix. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, what else have I seen lately? Um, let me think. 
Um, I did get my DVD of the 1940s era gang um, comedy, speaking of Robert Blake oh, and his bad acting. Um, I mean, yeah, I can't really recommend these to people. <laughs> Except for the first no. disc. And it's five discs, so, but it's $20. So, I mean, I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Um, <laughs> the better ones are on a different collection from a different um, production company. Uh, okay. that, that one's called The Little Rascals, The Complete Collection, which is not really The Complete Collection, but okay. And that one, I think, is like, I think it's like eight discs. But that's ones where the people actually like. Uh, what else? I'm trying to make sure that I didn't leave anything out. Because um, what movies that are on here that I... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that's what it was. Uh, that was the last thing I got from this Netflix lately. Um, I rewatched it. Um, very fun, very cute. CGI is a little bit wonky now, but like still fun. Um, um, shout out to still the Zoe Saldana running her space wedges as Nebulous oh. firing at her. <laughs> I just play alone. You will leave her alone. One of these days, she's gonna do something, and you're gonna be very happy. Listen, at least she didn't uh, kneel in that extended scene, okay? Give yes. her oh, my God. Are we talk about that on the show yeah. at all? The um, Avengers... I don't know. We didn't. Avengers Endgame deleted <laughs> scenes are coming because the, the Blu-ray is out. And there's mm-hmm. a deleted scene from when Iron Man dies. Spoil- I mean, the Russo says spoilers are over. And if you've seen Spider-Man, you know the spoilers are over anyways. So <laughs> right. Iron Man dies. And so everybody... And the original edit, apparently, they all took a knee. Like 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 Colin Kaepernick in honor of Iron Man dying, and I'm like, I there's no way that any day they shot this scene that it was appropriate for them to do this. <laughs> Just no, nope. that had been the theater. Brandon, I would have walked out. Dan, Brandon would have shouted no. First of all, he would have thrown his drink at the screen. <laughs> With his big Hulk arm, it would have went through the projector. <laughs> the truth, what was on my right would have been so, so frightened because Brandon would have yep. said, he would have yelled no, gotten up, and then like proceeded to like march down the aisle. And yep. walk. She would she would stop crying into her um her fudge Sunday and just would have been just terrified of me. <laughs> Because she was crying into that damn fudge Sunday. She was just <laughs> tears. So many tears. I remember I told my dad about that. My dad was like, my goodness, it's just a damn movie. <laughs> it was just a darn movie. It's, a curse. <laughs> it's just a movie. <laughs> Listen, he, she had been with him for 10 years, okay? No, I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, like... <laughs> but yeah, boohooing was, that was a little much. <laughs> a little oh. much. But yeah, so that's all of mine. And um, oh, music wise, I did want to say music wise, um, I did. Oh, no, I already, already talked about the gift. Never mind. I did it last week. Beyonce the gift. Listen to it. Don't go see the liking. All right, Latria. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Um, let me start with TV. Let's see. Um, I started watching The Boys. I'm only halfway through Ali. I know you thought you said you thought I finished. Mm-hmm. I think I'm only, God, I think maybe the first four episodes. Because there's eight episodes in the season, right? Yep. 
Okay, so I am literally halfway through. What do you think so far? Oh, I love it. I know Kim was like, I'm surprised you watched this. It's very, like, gory. And I was like, oh, I already knew from the trailer not to eat while watching this show. I knew it was going to be one of those. So I just, I make sure I have all my meals before I start watching an episode. Right. Because <laughs> they don't, they don't, uh, you know, they don't censor anything. <laughs> um, but I love it. I've made up name, like new nicknames for all of the su- superheroes because it's just how it's I remember. Trash. Because they're, so they're, like, all, they're all right. trash. So I call Homelander Captain Terrorist. <laughs> that works because he's, He's like he literally is. He's, he's like, like Captain America, but he's a terrorist. He's like Captain America, Superman, and Lay in well, Captain Marvel, Shazam, all combined into one. At least from his outfit. And then the one boy, I'll call him Faux Flash. Oh, Jesse Usher. Yes. And then I call uh, what's it, Billy the Butcher? I call him Wolverine because he looks like Wolverine to me. Doesn't he though? Isn't that weird? And I'm like, is because I thought that's kind of what his character was gonna be, and I was like, is he not a superhero? Because I had to Google it to find out what the heck. Like I didn't know anything about what their powers are. I guess. Yeah, but I don't think he. I don't think he was ever a superhero. But Ali, I I will say one thing. Well, I won't say it because I don't know if it spoils anything because I haven't gotten to this part in the show yet. Oh. But I realized because they say that his wife got like raped and killed by a super. And so now I feel like I realized who it was from like the last episode I watched, oh. which was the race episode. Oh. Because remember when he was in the stands and he looks up and sees somebody and I was like, oh, it was him. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like, am I on the right track? Maybe you are. You know what? I can't stand Ali. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been watching that. I also this week started watching Pearson on USA with all right, Gina Torres. Yeah, because I actually have only ever seen one season of Suits. I can't remember what season it was. What? I know. I got to go back and watch the whole thing. Um, Just because it was never, like, it was never on Netflix. And I don't think I, I, I didn't have Hulu. Yeah, I didn't have Hulu or Amazon. So I couldn't go back and watch all the previous seasons. Yeah, so I think now, it was on USC. And the funny thing. Yeah, but, like. You can't watch, you can't like rewatch the shows because you have to like either pay for it or like it's not like their on demand isn't like automatic. Yeah. And so. I think the, the running gag with suits, Latria, is that it's one of, it was one of the few shows on USC where they would let the characters see the word shit. Oh, yeah. They got away with a lot of stuff. On so that. are y'all telling me the Duchess of Sussex used to say shit on national television? <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Like, do you know who her daddy was on the show, uh, Brandon? Who? What's his name? Was it Keith David or somebody? No, 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 no. He was, he was, on, he was a dude. He was in The Wire, but he was also on Treme. That guy. Oh, yes, I know. He was in, and um, Michael, Michael, Michael K. Michael. Williams. No, um, the big dude from Waiting to Exhale that slept with Lila Rashawn. Yeah, the big dude from Treme. What's Wendell Pierce. Yes. Yes, Wendell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was her dad on the show. And he was scary. Oh, yeah. He was scary on the show. So, Pearson, oh, my God. It is like I finally have a show to replace Scandal. Since Scandal, I was like, I need another show since Scandal is gone. 
And so I was like, you know what? Let me check this out because I like Gina Torres. Let me support her. And I watched that first episode and I was like, oh, oh, I'm with this. Yes. Come on, dirty Chicago politics. I am. And then it has the girl uh, who played Haley on One Tree Hill. So, I didn't realize that I was in the in the shy. Yes, it's Chicago because apparently she's from there. Um, G, uh, Pearson's character is from there. Like her dad is from Chicago, so it's kind of like her going back home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So it's good. Like I caught. It's only three episodes that are out right now. So I caught up with the last episode the other. Uh, I think on Friday. But yeah, I'll definitely uh, continue watching the show. It's really good. That's it for TV that's new. I'm trying to think. Um, I think that's it that's new. I have not caught up with Euphoria. I still haven't watched last Sunday's episode. Okay. So I still oh, need to. I just be needing a break because that show is Oh, that show. I just every time I like go every time I go to it to press play, I'm like, mm, I'm not ready. <laughs> like, tell you it, take, thing, it takes me forever to watch an episode. Can I tell you this one thing though? The thing that I I think the one character, and this is not a spoiler for the last episode you haven't seen, the okay. one character that I just I really I really like to follow is Cat. Yes, listen, she is. She is scamming these niggas, okay? Listen, and I'm for she, it. When she figured out, um, for, for Brandon's purposes, Brandon, Kat is being played by a, a curvy Hispanic um, young woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she discovered her superpower is being confident, she started to live <laughs> yeah. in a whole new light. And she has an iconic line in the show and she says nothing is more powerful than a fat girl who knows she's fat and i was like oh <laughs> latria she said that I and i was cat cat is literally my favorite cat she said that and i was and because the when she like, said she's that she's the only one that over, i'm like no she's okay everybody else is messed up but she's doing right you're doing good girl because good. normally in a in a show like that, they would be like, oh, she's a curvy girl and so she's depressed and whatever. But they completely turned that around. They made her be the most confident <laughs> out of all these anorexic white girls. Right. Now, these men that she's scamming are clearly pedophiles and creepy. But hey, I get mean, sure, but get she's all, getting her money. Get all their money. Getting their money. While you can. I, I'm I'm just saying, but yeah. the way they they frame her in shots when she changed her, the way she dresses, but the fact that she like was like I'm gonna wear my bondage outfit to school. Listen, and listen. when she walked out, her mom was like, her mom was like, oh, where are you going? She was like, out, out, like, bye. <laughs> her, her mom just like that. She couldn't tell. She said, oh, all right. Like, I she has the most bad. She mostly she has the most baddest walk. In this show, yeah. <laughs> and, and I live every time she's in yeah. a frame walking because she's just minding her own goddamn business with her with her e-cigarette. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. To live, cat. All right. So that that was that was my take on That's on that. that. I really like her character. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it's a different spin on a on a stereotype. Yeah. I think 
played out. Like I'm tired of seeing this this thing about uh, you know uh, a curvy girl is always upset and sad. No, let her be happy. Let her realize that's a superpower. And let her figure, yeah, let her figure out how to work it to her advantage, which she exactly has. right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Brandon. Okay, so that Jerry Lewis movie is called The Ladies Man. So y'all should do that. Okay. And it apparently is on Amazon for rental for like two ninety nine. All right, I'm writing that down. So that should be it's like one of my favorites. Um, so that was it. I also so for movies, I went and saw Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Oh, excuse me, Idris Elba presents. Um, <laughs> sorry. I had to say the correct full title. I mean, I mean live your life. So, <laughs> well, let me go on Wikipedia and see if I can change it to that. Wow, do it, do it, do it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you, you're allowed to do that, right? You, Brandon, you can do that, can right? Change the title? No, well, I, mean, I mean, you can do it, but it'll they'll they'll change it right back and give you like a nasty gram. Take <gasps> yeah. it. Yeah, I don't want them hacking my computer and shutting me down. So never mind. Um, it is A plus amazing. <laughs> for, well, okay, listen, for people who have not seen Fast and Furious, do not worry. You do not need to see any of those movies. Oh, okay. Like it, like nothing, like whatever background information you need to know, they just straight out tell you in the movie. And I feel like you don't, you don't need to see any of the other Fast and Furious movies. I Loved it. I literally want to go see it again. Like, I want to see that John Wick and Aladdin over again real soon. It's a it's a really good action movie. And my God, it just had on that freaking black whole body leather outfit the entire time. He was in a leotard? No, it was like a black, like, motorcycle outfit. Oh. Because he had a freaking go-go gadget motorcycle that just appeared oh, it took, whenever it he into other things. And it literally just, like, like that, like he just like hopped up and was on the motorcycle. It's just, oh my god. He, I hope Sabrina told him to take that suit, like keep that from the set. <laughs> Bring that home. Are we allowed? Are the, uh, actors allowed to do that? Because I mean, they can't use the same suit in other things, right? So can't they? I mean, they you know, have they to. Can, be- they can take some stuff. I don't know if he could take that. They can ask. Is what they have to. Uh, well, oh. yeah, and plus, oh. it's it's him. So I'm pretty sure they will probably say yes. Oh, is it considered theft if I take it off the property? Yes, it is. Yeah. It oh, don't belong shit. to you. It belongs to the studio. Right. With the ask. Because I know... Although... Like, the funny... Angela sh- said she took some Okoyo beads. Yep. yep. But ain't nobody gonna tell Queen Angela she can't have them doggo beads. Zachary Levi took the, um, the sign to the, um, the um, gentleman's club and put it in his house from Shazam. You know where, where where he turns to Shazam and goes to the um the, um, the strip club. It's called. Now the, wait a minute, I forgot. I remember that part. Yeah, yeah. He goes in there and he comes out with free wings. Um, yeah, he took that sign home. Uh, <laughs> I do not remember that part. At all. I'm mad he came out with wings too. Right. Because apparently that's where the best wings are. <laughs> yeah. Strip club. Because it's it it factors into like one of the best jokes in the movie where they're trying to escape the rock of eternity and they say, Billy, think of any place and like you know, use a spell to get us out of here. He brings all six of them kids into the damn strip club and Mary's covering Darla's eyes, like, Really, Billy? This is the first place you thought of. Oh <laughs> and Pe- and Pedro's like, not my thing. So he's like, Hey, there's the gay one, you know. Like, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 
that in there. <laughs> Darla, didn't Darla say something in that instance too? What did Darla say she wanted to see? What did she want to see? She's like, uh, 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 why can't I see anything? You are too young. Yeah, but I'm not young enough. I'm not young enough to know that was great music. Ooh, they have <laughs> glitter. I want glitter. Can I have glitter? No, not from them. Please, no. <laughs> Just, just precious. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. Um, but, but back to Hobbs and Shaw. Go see it. It's just speaking in his British accent, which I mean is a gift to us all. I don't. Along with Jason Statham, I mean, just oh, I, love it. I don't know. Do you know the movies ain't for me? Like, although the <laughs> so the one cameo I was like texting y'all about. Well, I mean, the thing is, you tell me it's a cameo in a Dwayne Johnson movie. There's only one person it generally. Can I, be. I was so mad. <laughs> I'm like, we gonna spoil it for the audience. But, I was like, don't, don't ruin it for Ali. Yeah. And I was like, dang it, Brittany. The, like, but yeah, like, ladies and gentlemen, there's a cameo in Hobbs and Shaw. Could it be one person? And, I, and I, I guessed yeah. it within one guess in the tree. It was like, damn it! <laughs> right. Like, now that I think about it, I kind of wish that it did not happen. <laughs> oh? Because it just, I don't, it really did, it didn't add anything or take, like, take away. Now, now, see, I could call it a word, but that would it give away what it is, good. who it is. Right, yeah. Don't so, know. yeah. You know the word but I'm thinking also, of. So there was, there was another character in there who had quite a bit, I guess, I don't know if it was because he considered a cameo, but I don't know if he was in the last couple of Fast and Furious movies that um, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson was in. It ain't Tyrese, I, I know that. No, no, no. I don't want to <laughs> say who it is because I don't know. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, so I don't want to. I'll put in, well, wait. Latrina. Ali hasn't, have you watched it yet, Ali? I have not watched it. Okay, well, then I don't want to say who it is. <laughs> you say you're not going to? No, I'm not going to watch it. Oh man. I'm going to see it. Anyway, so... It's Latria. not Idris's fault, Latria. No, no, it's Dwayne no. Johnson's fault. It's um, gosh, I'll just say it. Okay, it's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds yeah. has never been yeah. in, a, in a Fast and Furious movie. Okay, because in this, he apparently had like a relationship with The Rock already. Like he works. I think he works the CIA. I don't know. What sort of? Uh, what sort of half ass? Nigatry yeah. is this. Listen, he pops up and was like, hey, we got a job. And I was like, oh, my God. It's yeah, if, if I was going to figure it out, I would have been like, who are you? <laughs> but apparently he, like, he and The Rock already has some kind of, like, relationship. That's why I didn't know if he was in, like, the last Fast and Furious movie, because I hadn't seen it. Maybe it's a crossover so. with um, Detective Pikachu. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's, I like Hobbs and Shaw. Brandon's probably never going to go see it. So, Ali said not. So, I'm probably the only person on here who's saying, listen, ladies, go see it. Ladies love it. Everyone who I know who has loved it has been a lady. So, how many, how many, how many Pacific Islanders were in this movie, Latria? Woo, let me tell you. Let me, <laughs> uh, guys, I, I, we got to get on Travelocity. Let me, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like, no travelocity and skip lag. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I I have got to go to Samoa because Price my negotiator. <laughs> you know, I was on his phone. My God, those men are huge. <laughs> like Roman Reigns in this movie, Jesus. Oh, oh, what? Okay, no, yes. no, no, you, no, you not, wait. So, hmm. yeah, uh-huh. Oh, oh, see, I got you now. $5 Tuesday is our thing. $6 Sunday mornings. All right, come on over there. 
Yeah. Calm down over there. <laughs> and I actually saw, funny, I saw like a, um, an interview clip because there's a part where him and The Rock are like back to back throwing these hammers. Mm-hmm. And like The Rock was like, we're supposed to like extend our arm out, but not actually throw the hammer. But he was like, Roman actually like threw his and it hit the cameraman dead in the face. Jesus Christ. And the guy, and he got back up. He was like, oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm all right. It's like this, oh, this white man. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, hey, I can imagine the force of like that hammer being thrown. Yeah. From like, from Roman's arm. But yes. Yeah, the, so yeah. They got Roman Reigns in this movie. Those, yeah. uh, those some big guys. <laughs> it's really. Really nice. That's all they make him over there. Really nice man. Although it was, it's a long movie, so it I had forgotten like they were gonna go to the island because like the, it was so long, and I was like, oh, and then so when it got to the part where it's like I know where we have to go, and I was like, oh yeah, there's a whole other part to this movie I forgot that was gonna happen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and like I hadn't been paying attention to the time, so I don't know how long it was. But I was just like, dang, this movie is long because we finally get into the island. Like, and there's a whole other, like, you know, that that was a whole other like stretch of time that's ha- that has to happen once you get to the island. So I liked it. It was a good action movie. Okay. Um, that was yeah, that's it. That's all I saw. All right, Ali. So I saw all of the boys on Amazon Prime Video. I'm being quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> it is I I could knee you in the chest could you anyway <laughs> you know, he, just, he just worked out today he's like bring it on bring, I know, bring right? it on Ali see if you can knee bring me in on. the chest yeah <laughs> he's I like I got I got concrete <laughs> <laughs> anywho um, so yeah it is a really really good show um, I wonder if I could call it a subversion of the superhero um, trophy movies that we've been watching so far. Yeah. It is a combination of what would happen if if superheroes, if, if people mm-hmm. were, if there were a select few people in this world who were imbued with superhuman powers and what, what in a quote-unquote realistic situation, what some of these people would do with their abilities yeah that's what made me interested in it. i was like oh yes i like that angle of it yes and so it's very good the guy who plays uh the superhero homelander he plays Cap- that role Captain terrorist way too well <laughs> doesn't way he too- with his little small lips like all oh, his lips get on my nerves like i hate when i do close-ups i like that makes it even more it's like easy that, to hate him. It's that and the hair, Latria. Oh, thin lip self. Get off my face. It's on my nerves. That and the hair. Really. Yes. But that guy, that is a whole dick. <laughs> right there. So yeah. Um, but yeah, and, all the and act- aqua fake too. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's <sighs> so the, the heroes in this in this show are set up to to all um be very be people who are very um 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 is it is it what irreprehensible reprehensible Repre- yeah yeah so and it's just yeah so Ant- anthony anthony star is the one who, who's playing homelander and carl urban is playing billy butcher um oh i love of- him because he speaks in his native accent too <laughs> right so i love yeah. that when people give me that which is just just hilarious, and so 
so yeah, um, I had a lot of fun watching this. Um, this question: season. Do we ever find out like the man behind the the big office, like the the, the actual guy who's funding the supers? Oh, um, yes, yes. Like, do you like do you like see who he is? I cannot answer that question. Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna have to finish it this week then. But. <laughs> So it is. It is eight episodes long, um, guys. Uh, so it's 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 not. So, it's something you can get behind, and uh, it's fairly easy to finish. So um, yeah, that's that should be good. Just don't eat while watching. Just do not eat while watching. No. <laughs> finish your meals first. Yeah, exactly, because this show is definitely R. No, is it even R? When when they have mutant TBMA. Ali, I told you the first episode said right. Nudity. I said, oh, this what we do on Amazon, right? I have never seen that. <laughs> I have never seen so many bullet points. I've like, never seen so many bullet was, point warnings before a, a TV show started. It was literally yeah. like 10 of them on the very first I was like, episode. how many things are happening in one episode? Right. I was like, so we can't get an episode in and then y'all do this. Like this is literally the first episode. I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. So, so the first episode is is when you when you pause it and you tell all the kids to go to bed. Right. Oh, y'all go to bed. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, eight episodes long, guys. So I think it's a good watch. All right. The next thing that I saw and I binged watch was the third season of Dear White People by uh, Justin. What a gift. <laughs> it always what? takes me a minute to get into like watching <gasps> this season just because I know I'm going to be mad. I just, so it, it takes me like a few days, like a week or two, to be like, okay, I think I can do this now. So this season doesn't make me mad, like how the first season because because the first season is basically Sam, I'm angry, Arr, right. angry Sam, right? right. <laughs> uh, this season is not so much angry Sam; it's more dealing with the aftermath of the second season's events. Really and truly, right. And um, the the this this third season rolls into the fact that the there's there's more quote unquote integration going on on campus, and so the dormitories the that that are used to being um, almost exclusively African American are being integrated, so that way there are no white students in that same space. Columbus, okay. and so. Yeah. <laughs> So, so the students <laughs> on campus have to deal with that. You know, it also has to do with the aftermath that Sam in the second season, she she decided I'm done with doing the talk show Dear White People. And so now she's left it to her her friend, her best friend, Joelle. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you have um, Lionel um, is is still trying to figure out how to be his own person on campus. Does he get a boo um, this season? Um, I cannot answer that question. Oh, I can't stand Ali. Oh <laughs> I, I, I have to wet your appetite. He don't give you anything. I have to wet your appetite. <laughs> I get on my nerves. So, so you know, I I always I feel like as if Lionel Lionel is definitely one of my top favorite characters in the show. Really? Because yeah, because. Because he's so awkward. No, and no. I, say what? Say say for real. Say what? Just, say why? I say why? Like, say it. I just feel like he's there, and he don't really give me much. 
Yeah. Ali. Why you like Lionel? Because <laughs> he's weird and awkward like me. <laughs> Take out the weird and awkward part and just shorten the sentence. Fine, Lionel is me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good to you. Latrina, I'm going to leave you and Brandon to the rest of this. <laughs> because, because, because Brandon has tried it for the last time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, um, and there are a, a slew of new characters that show up oh. that really add some, some fresh, you know, there are fresh faces and fresh new perspectives on certain issues that are going on. Um, okay. Like more, and for like more than one episode. Yes. So there are new characters that show up, and now they're they're not going to be staples. They are now credited. Okay. Um, in the in the show itself, so I thought that was that was really fun. Um, as with all the seasons of of their white people, there is there are three new parody shows that are on the fake TV station in the dormitories now. Because um, usually they just have one, right? Yeah. But now they have three. Oh my god! Um, well, at least two. One of them is parodying uh, the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> but <laughs> but this time it's 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 showing how problematic um, problematic um, interracial fetishes can be, and <laughs> <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> and Sam. Sam is eating it up. She loves that shit. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just to that's just to at least um just to give you a taste. Uh uh yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say. That's not a spoiler. So let me just let me just close it. Oh, and the overarching mystery that starts at the end of the of the second season about yeah, a about that secret society, is that right? Yes, it flows into this season. Uh, so, that's what I was going to ask you. If and that, so right. Sam and Lionel are going to be Scooby doing them their way. I was literally about to say. Yep. <laughs> the Scooby gang. Yeah. So okay. that's about to happen. So yeah, that's that's pretty fun. All right. So that was Dear White People. And then I also, funnily enough, caught up um, on Handmaid's Tale because season three is going on. So, um, oh, Latria, I don't know if I can do this anymore. What? The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah. I, I have determined that I'm just not even going to start. Like, I, just, I'm, I don't know if I can do this anymore. It's a documentary at this damn point. I, listen, and after Ooh. watching years and years, like, my conspiracy theory brain is already, like, on fire. So I just I'm I'm not gonna do the handmaid's tale. I'm sorry. So so what I like about this season is um the fact that and I, it's not so much it's not a spoiler to really just say that obviously at some point the show is going to examine the people because at the very beginning of, of season one, you see that America uh, there's been a, a coup has occurred and America gets taken over by um, the new founding fathers or some whatever that's what they call themselves. And, you know, they've plunged the whole, you know, 
stayed into this sort of a, a male a male driven sort of world where women are completely subjugated and all that kind of stuff, right? right? But of course, some people have escaped to other countries. So, for example, some people have escaped escaped to Canada, and so it it is of no surprise to me that at some point in seasons two and three, they would start to examine what life is like on the other side. For oh, people, so it's it's not all roses, huh? Right. So for people who have left their family and friends over there, what mm-hmm. is it like for them either waiting or searching or trying to get information to figure out how to get their family members back? Also, it's an examination. They're trying to examine as well. People who have managed to eventually escape after staying in this new America for a while and they've happened to escape what is it like for them to transition into a quote-unquote regular life? Right. It was like being in prison for 10 years and then coming out and all of a sudden you're free. Mm-hmm. So um, this is part of what they're examining this season. And um, the, main character, the main character has found new allies in, in this season. And whew, it is... It is still, it is riveting, but it's a lot of anguish and misery and pain with only a few points of like levity and hope. And so it is very draining to watch this show. Yeah. Very draining. I mean, I can, I mean, Emmy's out to wazoo, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is very taxing to watch this show. All right, so that was Handmaid's Tale. Um, Handmaid's Tale is on Hulu. And uh, then the next thing I also watched, um, I also caught up on Young Justice. That is on the DC streaming service. DC Universe. Um, Yeah, DC Universe. Mm -hmm. And um, I caught up on the episode that everyone's talking about online because apparently they reveal that Aquaman, who was formerly Aqualad, is revealed to be bisexual. Um, so this is something they Aquaman did. is bisexual. No, well, well, in the in the, so not Aquaman, not Jason Momoa, Arthur Curry Aquaman. In the comics, there's an Aqua. There's two Aqualads in the comics. One's a white kid named Garth who becomes Tempest. I think his name is when he becomes an adult. The other one's a black kid named Jackson something or rather, and he's the one who's bisexual. Right. Oh, okay. And in Young Justice season three, he takes on the mantle of Aquaman because King Orm. Oh, no, sorry, Orm, King, um, they call him Orin, which is his um, Atlantean name, yeah. but Arthur. He retires from being a superhero, just becomes king. Yep. So now he's just the king. And so he's just chilling down there. And Aqualad has taken the mantle of Aquaman. And so it was revealed. That he is bisexual. Um, everybody keeps on saying that he's gay online. And that's not true because in seasons one and two, um, it's shown that he had a love interest yeah. as a woman. He's he's so, bisexual and I'm double chip, but he's been bisexual in the comments for a very long time. Apparently, so I remember so that's reading what happened when it- I remember reading the comic where he came out. I don't know, long time, it's been years at least. Like it's been a while coming. Oh. But yeah, so that's what happened, and people are up in arms online. I saw Twitter, I saw um, Young Justice Twitter, and people are very divided. Uh, people are like, again, why is this being shoved in our face? Let me tell you, 
let me tell you what they call in shoved in our face. It's not even a scene, like a, an animated scene. It is a montage. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just a montage of all the characters and one of them, and it's just steel frames, basically. It's not like a like moving montage. It's just steel frames of um, characters in just casual settings. And this this still frame for, for Aquaman is just him kissing his now uh, boyfriend. That's it. Right. There's no there's no conversation. There's no oh I love you or anything. no. It's just a frame of them locked in an embrace. And that's it. It only lasts for like two seconds, and mm. people are very upset. Right. Online, so yeah. So it's, it's Jackson Hyde because he's um David Hyde's son. David Hyde is Black Manta. Well, um, in the in the show they're calling him um, Calderon. I guess that's his Atlantean name. Yeah, is which is a joke on the name um, of one of of Calvin Durham, who's was um, Black Manta's like um, henchman in the old comics. Yeah. Um, the uh, and he's been by he's been gay in the comics since 2016. Okay, so like it's gay, just about gay, like they like when they had the, the what they call DC Rebirth, where they redesigned the universe again. Uh, they rebooted him as a gay character. Not oh. by just gay. Hmm. I see. All right. All right. Well, um, there's that. And I believe that's really it for me in terms of TV. So I pass it on to... To the news. Oh, my... Ali, get out of my head. I was literally about to do... <laughs> You keep taking all of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first up in the news, um, did y'all see the trailer for Little Monster starring Lupita Nyong'o? No, I have. I just saw that picture of her was like smiling and full of glee with blood all on her face. I did not because let me and tell you it what reminded, I'm not. It reminded me of us, and I was like, I don't. I don't There's know. only so much of crazy Lupita I can listen. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know about it. I don't. I don't want that beautiful face to be covered in blood. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. So, did you watch it, Brandon? I did. So, Little Monsters is a comedy horror um, that went to Sundance this year. Um, it's about Lupita Nyong'o. She is a kindergarten teacher taking the kids on a trip to a, um, I guess, like a theme park mm-hmm. where uh, Josh Gad works as a clown, apparently, or like like a, like a kid, a kids entertainer. That's of part of the course. theme park. And as a, a zombie um, infestation breaks out while they're at the theme park, and so they're trapped inside of like the um, the cabin or whatever, while the zombies are coming to get them, and she has to find a way to fight off the zombies and let the kids um, escape. Okay, so what did you think about it? I thought it looks funny. Um, mm-hmm. It looks definitely really, really freaking gory because I watched the Red Band trailer. Um, so I'm kind of on defense whether or not I'll be able to. I mean, I'm sure I will, it will so be it'll scary. Be rated R? Oh, oh, it's definitely an R. <laughs> oh, oh, really? It's a hard R. Yeah. Oh. The zombies are actually seen eating actual people. Okay, so this is yep, yeah, no, because I can't even do Walking Dead. So yeah, this is not. This is not for me. Yeah, this is pretty much Walking a parody of Walking Dead, more or less. Oh yeah, no, I can't. Uh, but yeah, that's what that is. It comes out, I think, in a couple of weeks. Okay, Lapita, better come on, get them horror checks. Yes, I'm with it. It's an Australian uh, movie. 
Okay, like a remake of an Australian original? No, no, it's, no, it's, it's an Australian original movie. It has the same name oh. as a 1989 American movie, Little Monsters with Fred Savage in it, but it's not right. related to That's that at all. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it comes out, uh, when is the release date? Uh, November. Lord, they are packing all the blood. Okay, so it's what we get November and February. Those are clearly the two months. <laughs> Let me double check. Is, it says Hulu got is. the rights, but I'm gonna see they're putting out in theaters over here. I assume they are because I saw the trailer as a regular theatrical trailer. But like the date for let's see, there's a U.S. date. Cause the U.K. date is the 15th. The U.S. date is I don't see a U.S. date. They gotta be putting it out. Um, I'm guessing it'll be sometime in the fall. Uh, we'll see. But, I mean, oh, it's November, I see it. Oh, n- wait. Yeah, because it, yeah, it says, like, November 15th only. in the UK. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to see where the USA date is. That's... It says it hasn't been announced yet. Oh. They got to wait. Hmm. Yeah. But speaking of Hulu, I saw something saying that they're, um, they're going to be offered on Delta flights now. Okay. So when you fly across Hulu. the sea, so you can watch, yeah, you can watch movies and TV on Hulu now. I guess it depends on the fl- on the it depends on the airline, right? Yeah, because all Delta planes are not created equal, man. No, they ain't. I learned that I think when I flew the one time I flew to LA, like the flight there, I'm like, okay, Delta, this is nice. On the way back, I was like, so we definitely did not get the same plane. No, it's a bus in the air. Listen. So it was like night and day. <laughs> Not a yeah. bus. <laughs> yeah, a flying bus. As if Superman just threw the thing across the country. Like you can tell, like the quality, like the year of the upgrade, depending on like what this the entertainment screen looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and whether or not you have a plug for your phone cord. <laughs> yeah, that too. So the problem I have with all airlines is that I am six two and a half. Yeah. Um you're, you're you're the rock, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, he is, he uh, is the size of Dwayne. How tall is the rock? I think he's like six three, six four. He's not that much taller than me. Hold on. Uh, oh, let me Google him. Oh, don't make me go see the movie again. <laughs> Dwayne Ew. Johnson's height. He's six five. Okay, he's a little tall. He's my dad's height. So he's six, he's oh, six five. Oh, six five. Oh my god. But yeah, I imagine he always flies first class anyway. But yeah, if you fly like regular, no like, private plane. Are you kidding me? He is not mingling with you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's flying on a private plane with all his weights already set up. His daddy yeah. probably can't even get on the plane. <laughs> probably has a little gym in the plane. Yep. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, like, I, I, I hate flying long distances on certain airlines. Like, that is a so do you have to get so do you have to get first class every time, Brandon? I've never got... I've only gotten first class once in my life, and it was awesome, but, you know... Um, or upgrade to... um. What is the the next... The next one up. Extended or whatever they call it. I had to start getting that because, yeah, I, I always yeah. be dreading flying. A little bit more red leg room. Do you get, like, an owl seat so you can at least, like, kind of... Yes, I do. Get leg out. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, sir. Please put your leg back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Loretta Devine is going to be a guest star on Blackish this this season. She are- I can't. Is she gonna play the, an auntie or something? She is playing Lawrence Fishburne's new fiance. Oh, oh right. snap! Which means that her and Jennifer Lewis, the Black Mothers of Hollywood, will be having static on Blackish. Oh, 
Oh, snap. Wait, how did we get a fiance? When was he even dating somebody? I feel like he's been dating people, like, on and off on the show. Bring a whole fiance on this. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. That's going to be good. I love her. Yeah. Speaking of, have y'all watched the, the show with her and uh, Tia? Not yet. I'm going I'm I'm to take a look at it. Oh, it's so good. I literally finished it in one sitting. <laughs> the day it came out. <laughs> That's good. She also be on um, P Valley on um, Stars, which is like that is a show about something very different. If I recall properly, yeah, it's a strip P club, Valley. strip club show. P Valley, the P stands I for. I feel P. like um, I, I, I feel like I remember seeing something about yeah. that. Yeah, it's a show about a strip club. Googling it now. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, okay. That's known at least because I don't see any known people. Uh, she she better get them doggone chicks. Uh, I think she's the most famous person in this program. It looks like so far. Yes, because these names I yeah. don't know. It's a lot of black people getting work um, who are new to the industry. So shout out to them, but I don't recognize any of y'all yet. I'm sure. Hopefully, yeah. I will. No, but these are all new people. Come on, new people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so what else is next up? Uh, Woodstock 50, because, you know, uh, this month is actually the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, the uh, groundbreaking, seminal, uh, outdoor three-day concert that happened in Woodstock, New York in August of 1969. Um, it's, you know, considered like, you know, like a, I guess what they call a watershed moment in rock music history. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, a lot of like, you know, the most popular um, rock acts performed there. Only black folks were Jimi Hendrix and Sly and Family Stone. Well, four-sixths of Sly and Family Stone. <laughs> 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 oh. But actually, their Woodstock set is one of the most famous ones because they, they did a damn good job at three o'clock in the morning. Like, um, if you ever get a chance, I think you could probably find, I think their clip from being in Woodstock has to be on YouTube someplace. So, Cause I definitely, I got the movie and I cut their section out of it to keep it to respect. <laughs> oh, wow. Dedicated fan, ladies and gentlemen, dedicated fan. Um, uh, I don't think that's what they would call it, but okay. Of Slide, of Slide, of Slide the Family Stone, yes. But Woodstock, no, of course not. Uh, <laughs> let me see who else performed. Uh, did she, wait, did Sha Na actually perform at Woodstock? Okay, there, there's black people in Sha Na Na, that's fine. The fuck, how did they get there? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess Sha Na Na was there. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, of course, the band, Blood, Sweat & Tears, Joe Cocker and the Grease Band, The Who, Jefferson Airplane. Uh, Santana was there, Grateful Dead, Clarita's Clearwater Revival, all the big rock bands and rock acts of the day, more or less, except for the black people. Except for Sly Family Stone and um, mm-hmm. Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix. Was Jimmy Hendrix there? He had to be there. Did I just scroll past him? Yes, he was. He was the like he was the closing act on the on Sunday um, morning. Wait, no, Sunday Monday morning. <laughs> mm. Gee whiz. Uh, <laughs> and it says he performed to a considerably smaller crowd. So people went, people went the fuck home. 
because the problem was like, of course, was that the schedule kept sliding because you know, like delays and mud and water and everything. But you know, it was you know four hundred thousand people, you know, out there in Woodstock hanging out, having um, a good time. Uh, they were going to do a 50th anniversary concert this year, where the um, acts on the bill included. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get the poster back up because I was yeah. Um, well, there are a couple of repeats. Um, Santana was going to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was it. Um, the other acts included um, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> that was what I was laughing at. Um, run, run the jewels. Listen, Killer Mike. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay, I can't even say what I want to say about Killer Mike. I'm gonna, I'll move on. Uh, Michael Franti and Spearhead. Um, most of them here is that people know. Princess Nokia, Akon. Uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Akon out there performing for the white people? <laughs> I feel like they like him. They, I guess they do. I, just... <laughs> I don't know. Who else is on this damn bill? Um, Gary Clark Jr. He's a black guy. It works. Uh, India Ari. Oh. I mean, I can see see the vibe, though. She could get out there in front of white people and say, strength, courage, and wisdom, and brown skin. Yes, yeah. Chance the Rapper. And then, so, the Sunday is where all the bigger names are. Um, We got Halsey. We got Jay-Z. Vince Staples. Mm. The zombies. Um, who else? Earl Sweatshirt. Who? Earl Sweatshirt. He's a rapper. Janelle Monet. These are big people. Is that DMX's new name? Earl Sweatshirt. No, no. Earl Sweatshirt is a new guy. Earl Earl Sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only one problem. Um, it's all canceled. It's supposed to be um in two weeks. They canceled it. They're not doing Where it. Where was it supposed to be? What happened? Where was it supposed to be? Um. At almost similar place is in uh, Watkins Glen, New York, which is close enough to the original. Oh, okay. Um, supposed to be at the Meriwether Post Pavilion. Mm. Wait, wait. This is outside of Baltimore. It may be outside of Baltimore. Hold on a second. What is this? Hold on a second. I'm trying to... Let me double check this to make sure I... Um, everybody has something crossed up. Uh, no, it says... Something about some. It must be. Is this a type? Oh, I'm confused because the poster says it's taking place in New York, as you would mm-hmm. think it would, because it's Woodstock. But they say this says right here it was supposed to take place in Baltimore at the Meriwether Post Pavilion. I don't know. Maybe shit uh, changed. Uh, so because yeah, this poster says Watkins Glen, New York. It showed the fuck dude, don't it? This mm-hmm. says it was in ba- gonna be in Baltimore. Then it shorted it to one day. Then it decided to cancel it. So what was the issue? Uh, I guess just a whole bunch of scheduling problems. Unforeseen setbacks, they said. Mm. Uh, they lost a couple of acts, like Glenn and the uh, Glenn. But they lost the Glenn. They lost... Um, um, oh, they. I guess they, got, they lost the venue at, uh, at Watkins Glen and then at Vernon Downs. Oh. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And so they were going to do it in Baltimore, which is quite far from New York. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Smaller event. Uh, 
Um, let's see. They release other tales and involvement in the part be voluntary. So all of the like original Woodstock was always in New York. I always assumed it was California. No, you you're thinking of the Monterey Pop Festival, which was two years earlier, '67. Oh, okay. which is kind of a, like the first time they did something like that. Okay. Yeah. Like the two of those are considered like you know these big watershed moments in like rock music history. Uh, right. The um, the Monterey Pop Festival was a little bit more. A little bit nicer to black people. Otis Redding performed there and Booker T and MGs. So mm. there, there was a little bit blacker than Woodstock was. Uh, right. just, just a touch. Um, but yeah. Well, because they- niggas ain't finna go to upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, two calls. <laughs> Number two, we have all seen Get Out. Exactly. <laughs> too many trees. I see too many trees. What's, where are we going? Right. Um, yeah, because like just the shit just fell apart that they couldn't get their venues and then like uh, they couldn't guarantee like uh I guess you know like the number of people and so they just said they didn't want to get a fire festival, so right that was the end of that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. nobody was gonna go out there and suck dick for um water, apparently. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is he what was his name? Andy? Yes. I wonder what he's doing. I need a where are they now on Andy? <laughs> So we're being employee of the year, I'm sure. Apparently, uh, listen, <laughs> he figured it out. He cracked the code. <laughs> oh my god! All right, next up, um, Lil Nas X um, has has made history with Old Town Road. Did you see Mariah's Instagram post? Yeah, I did. So I thought it was. I love her so much. Yep. She is at the point in her life where she was like, I can literally do whatever. The- I'm just going to have fun. Yes. Like, I don't really have to do anything. Like, I just, I love her so much. Yeah, Mariah is awesome. She, uh, so, Little Nas X, Old Town Road has broken history as the longest running number one hit on the Billboard Hot, one, Hot 100 chart in America, which is the chart they use to, um, for um, pop singles. They took the record from Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men's 1995 big hit single, One Sweet Day. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know a lot of people don't like the song or are tired of it, but like, listen, a little gay boy well, from Atlanta is the biggest, is the be- is the most popular artist of all time on um the pop charts. Right. That, that's awesome. <laughs> I love the song. I'm just, I don't want to hear any remixes. <laughs> He need to get started on the second album. <laughs> I, haven't heard, I haven't heard any of them, but I just I keep hearing about them. But I'm like, I'm only gonna listen to the him and Billy Ray. Like, I'm, I'm not about to listen to eight remixes to this song. Right. I listen to the the one I like. But I, st- I mean, if this song came on, I was still singing that. I still love the song. Right. It has not gotten on my nerves. Yeah. So yeah. So you guys, of course, remember one sweet day. I'm certain. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I I'm literally playing the video in my head right now. <laughs> like I can see her in there with her headphones on, her white shirt. Don't do me, okay? Yeah. I know the song. Oh boy. Yeah, one yeah, and his you know his head nod that he always does. <laughs> and that head shaking. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, about once we did, we saw um, we had to sing it in our eighth grade graduation. Really? Yes. 
Oh my God, that is like depressing. I don't know if anybody knew what that song was about. Like the adults, I don't sure they realize it's about death, people. Right? Like I know you're shining <laughs> down on me from heaven. Why is that at graduation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least at least y'all weren't singing. I believe I can fly, but I I am like, certain. But no, I believe I can fly came out the year after, so the next class yeah. probably sung that one instead. But one sweet day. Yeah. Oh my god. Patriot, patri- um. Patiently guess, to see you in heaven. I, listen, I'll see you eventually. I guess they're like, I'll see you next. It's supposed to be, I'll see you next year. In high school. Next school year. <laughs> well, we all didn't go to the same high school, of course. So maybe that was it. But like, Ali, <laughs> did they have one sweet day on the island? Of course they did. <laughs> Look, did they have anything after she started taking her clothes off? Because, you know, when she got rid of Tommy, she was like... <laughs> Fuck these black outfits. <laughs> but to put on my bikini. Like, Mariah, is that a midriff? <laughs> I mean, she turned into a Bond girl real quick <laughs> in that video. Not Bond girl. <laughs> I was here for I was like, yes, girl, shed those clothes. Oh, my God. But this yeah, is just making me want to go back and listen to like One Sweet Day and like all those old albums now. So I didn't know that's what like, the name like of the song 20, was called. Like 25 years. Like I can imagine you just having the number one song for that long. Like nobody else has come close to beating you. Who was before One Sweet Day? Uh, Probably the Beatles or something, wasn't it? I would assume it's a Beatles song. I'll go look. But like, yeah, because I mean, remember, they were the two biggest acts in 95. Like it was the two of them. Yeah. So they combined the one song, you know, bam. Let me I'm gonna look it up right quick. I assume it's some some Beatles shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Wikipedia happy. This is what they used to do all the time. Uh you know what's funny though? If if people just start back listening to Mariah stuff and like she takes them back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me get my spot. Wait, that can happen? Yeah, if you just start streaming it, a bunch of like just stream one sweet day. Could. I'm sure. I mean, you over could. Over and over yeah. again. Uh huh. I feel like that happened to somebody. I might be making Oh, Brandon, but wait a second. Didn't we discuss this before? Um, on a, on a previous um show where we said that people could literally set up streaming stations where they could just have a song on loop over and over again. Yeah. Just to write. Numbers. As long as they don't get caught. As long as they do not get caught. Let's see. Like, like it just automatically plays? Yep. Yeah. Just have, have a bunch of computers or a bunch of devices to stream the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that just, that's just, that just takes too much time. All right. So, uh, the, actually, apparently, Boys the Men and Mariah Carey were tied at number one with, um, the, um, Despacio, Despacito, uh, Louis Fonzie and da- Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. Um, okay. Before that, at, uh, with 14 weeks at number one, no 15 weeks at number one, there's like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven way tie. Uh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Mm. Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. Like you want me to, and I'll hold you mm. tight. Next. Uh- <laughs> Next. <laughs> Uh, Los de Rio, uh, Macarena, everybody's favorite song from 96. We had to do that in Spanish class. 
Um, Elton John, Candle in the Wind. Oh, uh, the yeah. 97 remix, apparently. I yeah. Oh, yeah. never mind. Uh, Mariah Carey, We Belong Together from 90, 2005. Um, Jermaine oh, Dupree. Be on there twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. I hated that song. Oh, oh, my. oh my god. That song played over and over. Oh. And uh Kareem's favorite song, Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars Uptown Funk. Hey, Uptown Funk, gonna give it to you. Uptown <laughs> Funk, gonna give it to you. And just because uh, at 13 weeks it's boys and men in the road, although we come. Uh and Brandy and Monica. <laughs> boy come on, boys nine. <laughs> Listen, I think we, I think it's time we set this straight, okay? Sitting <laughs> time face to face, there's no way you could mistake. And for your man, are you insane? Friend, all the time, you know I was always Brandy. <laughs> Brandy was like my favorite. You root for her to oh. give a cough five for in the video. <laughs> Listen, yes. That's why I started wearing box braids because Brandy had braids. <laughs> Yeah. I loved it. It, it. So who so there was nobody that had like that number one spot before one sweet day? Have we found that out? Oh, no, they shared they there was they I think they shared it with like all them people. I guess what was the most oh, recent okay. one, yeah. I guess it would have been. Let me go back. I just closed the window. My goodness gracious. Hold well it would be Despacito would be the most recent one, right? They all shared it at some point with uh, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. But that's obviously the oldest song, though. The yeah, like the first um, one to get the number of, to get to fourteen weeks was "I Will Always Love You," and then the year after that, two years after that, "Boys to Men" got there with "I'll Make Love to You." Then gotcha. after that, um, Macarena, then Elton John, then Mariah, then Black okay. Eyed Peas, and then Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars. So Whitney, you know, and I. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that damn video heard freaking snow. All right. And finally in news, um, this actually could fall under the Say Something Nice Challenge. Uh, Dora <laughs> and the Lost City of Gold um, comes out this coming Friday. Hi. Dora La Exploradora. Yes. Um, there have not been that many reviews yet. There's only four so far. Is that 50% in Rotten Tomatoes right now with four reviews. They'll actually rate it when it's that low, but it's like two are two are fresh and two are rotten. Um, one of the they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, one of the rotten reviews is written by a man named Todd McCarthy. Okay. Uh, Todd McCarthy's <sighs> review of Dora and the Lost City of Gold is creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> Or or pervy as the headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in Chelsea Steiner's article. Let me go ahead and read the article. Um, a little, little bit, a little bit of his review, so we can understand what the blue fuck. And it was like the it was so like it was like one word in particular. When I got to it, I was like, wow, wow. Right. We did not need that word. Like this is what he says. What keeps things alive up to a point is the imperturbable attitude of the titular hero heroine who is invested with try to stop me spirit by Monair, um, Isabella <gasps> Monair, who's actually 18 and looks at despite preventive measures, preventative measures. Uh, she was 17 when she shot that picture. She just turned 18 last month. Just I'm talking about try and stop me spirit. 
The same goes for Wahlberg, um, the boy who plays um, Diego, who's 19. There's a palpable gap you can't help but notice between the essentially innocent, borderline pubescent nature of the leading characters in the film itself and the more confident and mature vibes emanating from the leading actors. The director seems to be trying to keep the hormones at bay, but there are some things you just can't disguise, perhaps human nature first and foremost. Dora seems committed to projecting a pre-sexualized version of youth, while throbbing unacknowledged beneath the surface is is something a bit more real, its presence rigorously ignored. To be believed, this story should have been set in 1955. Okay. Listen, when I got to throbbing, I was ready to throw the whole computer away. (laughs) I don't know. You are gross. Choice of words. Right. Let me go back to his full thing right quick. I don't feel like giving him clicks, but like, um, I want to make sure he understands that Diego and Dora are cousins. They are cousins. They are not kissing cousins either. I, okay, I think he's attracted to both of them. This is weird. Oh, God. Um, and apparently... Don't make this creepier, uh, please. Apparently the boy who... Je- Jeff Wahlberg's the actor. Apparently he's Mark Wahlberg's nephew. I was about to ask, is he related to, to them? Okay. I, is he Donnie's son, or...? Is Donnie married to a, a Latin woman? No, he's married to... Um, whatchamacallit? Um, Let me go look. I don't know. I mean... But I like in this article talking about the guy's um, piece. It said, dude, this isn't an episode of Euphoria. <laughs> it sure the fuck is not. It's Dora the Explorer. It's made yeah, like, for kids. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a PG-rated film for children. For, yeah, for, for children <laughs> and families. But safe, innocent um, uh, entertainment. That's how I should have been made in 1955. Yes, God damn it. It's, <laughs> it's that sort of a vibe. It's a, it's a family, it's really inoffensive family movie. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Stop playing things in my ear. Oh. The Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. I don't know if y'all heard that coming through. The Hollywood Reporter started uh-huh. playing the trailer in my ear real loud. Um, but, yeah, it's like, bro, like, how did I get, how did I, how do you even get that in print? The editor should have been like, uh, yo, um, do me a favor, go home, take a cold shower, come back and rewrite this. Yeah. Because, like, uh, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no, no, no. Like one of, because they have like screenshots of tweets, and one of the tweets is like, "Throbbing is a word that should be used sparingly in romance novels at most, and definitely not in a film review for Dora the Explorer." Exactly. Exactly. When I saw that word, I was like, "Ah." My problem was when he he said that she looked, she yeah, she was eighteen and looks the best despite preventative measures. Yeah, the preventative measures part is kind of creepy too. Don't, yeah, don't like you. who's preventative measures? You, you oh, oh, I just no stop. And then somebody pointed out this is why Brie Larson wants um people who aren't um old white men doing movie reviews <laughs> and, and, and inter- movie interviews so that we don't get shit like this, right? Jesus, and just realize it is literally a movie for kids, like. Uh, why is why isn't it? Why are they exploring sexuality? It's Nick. It's a Nickelodeon film. Hello. And it's Dora and Diego. God damn it! <laughs> oh my god! The article says it says. Did he think Boots the monkey would get involved in a sexing scandal? Ah! <laughs> or or that or that Dora's talking backpack would be turning tricks on the streets upon their killing girls? <laughs> <laughs> Not turning tricks on the streets. <laughs> 
Where does the map fit into this 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 travesty? The map is helping. The map is helping the the, the backpack find the tricks. Right. <laughs> and what about Swiper the Fox? Do I even want to know what Swiper the Fox is doing in all this? You don't want to know what he's doing in Boots. Trust me. Oh Jesus. And then it says it says when we talk about diversity amongst film critics, this is precisely what we mean. <laughs> Like, no more of this yikes-worthy commentary from crusty old white dudes upset that Dora the Explorer isn't fuckable. <laughs> oh, no. That's no. absolutely correct. They should have sent him to go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which, did he even review that one? I'm curious. That's it don't matter. That's what he should have done instead. If he did, if he did it great. If he didn't, stay away from Dora the Explorer, goddammit. Jesus. All right. Okay. Um, speaking of family films, um, the good people at Warner Brothers uh, are making two tentpole family films next year for, for, for release next year. They're filming now. Um, one of them is Space Jam 2, mm. starring LeBron James opposite the Looney Tunes. Space Jam 2, red, white, and blue. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Is that the name of it, or you just making no, that up? he's making that up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad. It comes out in 2021. Space Jam 2 does. Oh, okay. Comes out July 16th, 2021. Uh, oh, a summer blockbuster, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm. As, apart from LeBron James, it stars Don Cheadle. Sonequa Martin-Green as... Um, <laughs> she's playing Savannah James. LeBron's wife. Oh. Clay Thompson and Anthony Davis are, pl- are in it playing themselves. Um, oh, because LeBron is playing himself. Yes. So Sonequa is playing his wife. Why can't I just get Savannah? Maybe she don't want to be in it. I mean, that's true. Maybe she can't ask. Uh, well, can LeBron? They claim he's all right. He was in um that Amy um, Sh- um What's her name? Oh, he was. Amy Schumer movie, uh, yeah. uh, Trainwreck. He sure was. And yeah, okay, never mind. I did see that and he was not bad. Okay, never mind. Okay. Uh, also, they have Diana. Uh, but that was also a very small, it wasn't a big part. Yeah, because he's got to he's got carry he, this. He's one. carrying this. So I'm, I don't know. Yeah. They also have Diana um, Tarasi from the WNBA. Nanika. Diane, oh, I can't stand uh, her. Wim K from the WNBA. Damian Ooh, Lillard Diana. from the NBA. And she. Oh. And Chini Uguimike from the WNBA. Are they, they brought, I guess they're sister and sister. Boo, Diana, boo. Uh, let me see where we're going to go. She went to UConn and they beat my school in basketball, so I am not supporting her. <laughs> you got a <laughs> grudge. Yeah, I sure do. I sure. Yeah, they, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say the nickname that I used to say because it's not yeah, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I won't put that out there. <laughs> uh, and they've already cast Eric Balza as the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Um, I mean that's cool. He is Filipino. He's gonna be the first Filipino person to voice them characters. Oh, cool. That's cool. Um, Malcolm D. Lee is the director of the movie now, and we talked already about oh, the show about uh, how this. Concerns me because Malcolm D. Lee, um, uh, despite the best efforts of his cousin Spite, is kind of hit or miss with movies. Oh, they're related? I didn't know that. Yep. 
He is the cousin. Like, Malcolm D. Lee has made some good movies. The Best Man, The Best Man Holiday, Undercover Brother, um, mm-hmm. and Girl Strip. He has mm-hmm. also made some not good movies. Um, mm-hmm. Soul Man. Um, <laughs> Night School. I know you like Night School. Hey, I was supposed to say. <laughs> What's Soul Man? Soul Man stars uh, Samuel Jackson and Bernie Mac. They play um, old Stax oh, records artists. Oh, yeah. And, and okay, John, I never saw that. Yeah, John Legend's the lead singer. He dies. He's supposed to go to the funeral and perform, and they haven't performed together in like 40 years, and they hate each other. Okay, okay. Literally, you would think this is the movie that I should see. Like you do. I, I mean, it's right. You would think it'd be right up my alley. I, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on YouTube. And um, like I made a rental on YouTube. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Wait, I might have seen it in the theater. I, I might, but I missed like the first part of it. But I, but I, yeah, I saw it in the theater. I missed the first part of it. And I rented on okay. YouTube to see the first part of it again. Like, uh, yeah. It should it should have been good, but it's it's just not. Um, gotcha. But yeah, so I don't know. Mm. He is on the short list of the directors who have two films rated A plus by Cinema Score. Like when you see a movie on Friday, Friday it opens, they come and do the survey. I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. ever filled out one of those. I filled out one for Shazam. You know, I gave it like tens across the board. I was like, yes, oh, A plus, 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 plus. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you did. More of this, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm guessing they're the best man and the best man. Let me look. Um, no, it's, it's Girls Trip and what's the other one? The Best Man Holiday. Both A pluses on here. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Those were awesome movies. Yeah, the Best Man Holiday. Listen. If you think, I can't watch it again, though, because I... Whew. You think Imitation of Life made people cry. Listen, okay. <laughs> I... Was, I I was the white I was woman. All the, I was all the way in the fetal position. Okay. I was that white woman that sat next to you, Ali, when I saw Best Man Holiday. I had never cried that hard in a movie before. Oh my god, I was not ready. <laughs> yes, I was. I was. Listen, I, listen. So if Malcolm Lee can, because he wrote that movie, he, if he can tap into that. Oh really? Yes, yeah. please. But I'm just concerned because you know, Space Jam Two ain't exactly a movie that you know. Needs I mean, to exist. Space Jam One wasn't all that. It wasn't. It really so wasn't. I'm, I'm upset that we are even revisiting this. <laughs> like, why? I mean, the, the answers. You know, we know Michael the answers. Jordan, Michael Jordan is sitting in his sprawling mansion, laughing like, ha 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 ha, niggas. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you think he's really that spiteful? Yes. I mean, do you not know? You don't know. Yes. He is that spiteful. <laughs> Wow. When he got his um his um NBA Hall of Fame award, he read everybody for felt. <laughs> All that wow. Air Jordan like Mike um Matt Donald's um fucking um Nike bullshit was all that's that was an image. <laughs> that nigga is not nice. Nope. <laughs> Republicans buy shoes too. I don't take pictures with niggas. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. My God. Yes. That's cr- mm-hmm. Wait a second. So wait. So, so Brandon, scenario. Mm-hmm. If you were to meet Michael Jordan right now on the streets in Atlanta mm-hmm. and you walk up to him, would you tell him something? I would probably just wave and keep walking. I, yeah, I wouldn't speak. I'm, yeah. like, I don't, I'm, I'm 
too afraid to like really speak to celebrities when I see them because I'm always at the mindset like dang sometimes they just kind of really want to be left alone right but then it's like dang I really would just want to at least say hey or get a picture but it's like I like I wouldn't want them to disappoint me if I said hey and they like acted a certain way so yes. just, but yeah. if it's a if it's a if it's a celebrity that has disappointed you in the from their most recent thing on, on oh no I wouldn't say that I would probably just I would like glare at them she didn't disappoint <laughs> Fuck it up. I mean, obviously, Kanye is the easy answer to go to, but you know, it's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. So if so, if, so if I Jesse, no, I would not go to Brandon. What happened? Jesse Smollett. Ah! Wow, wow. Oh, we have a board. Sorry about that name. <laughs> wow, Ali, you went. Wow, you went deep. Went for okay. the jugular. Wow. Look, listen, okay, because your boy has disappointed Brandon. We got oh, Lil Nas yeah. X to replace Jesse Smollett on the gay on the gay achievement what list. What happened to his tell-all interview he was gonna do? I guess his siblings shut that shit down real fast. <laughs> not not <laughs> fast, not fast enough because they, they they released all them damn documents from yeah, the investigation. He said that he yeah. was like he was he was gonna come out and yeah. do a tell tell our interview. That's what I'm saying. That's why they released Listen. everything. They were like, oh, so apparently he has time to go and do interviews talking about everything. So he don't mind if we release all this documentation. Bam. Wow. I, I read that shit. Listen. I'm sorry. I apologize to anybody who I try. I tried to defend that nigga because, like, I, I was a fan of his and I, I was proud of what he had done for for gay black people. That nigga did it. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Where, where, are these, where are these documents? Where are these documents available? Where oh, are you? I, I probably on the Cook County Jail website. Like, like I don't know where they got it, but like, like if you Google Justin Smollett, um. Um, records or documentation or like or like Jesse Smollett um case, you will see they they have done like full investigative reports where they tell you every detail of the shit. Um, how how many times they rode past the um the spot where they were gonna jump him, how they rehearsed the shit, um, uh. everything. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Journey Bell will be starring in um. The DC uh, based Warner Brothers motion picture Birds of Prey coming February 2020. <laughs> Smollett? Who's a Smollett? Um, but yeah. So Mac- he, doesn't want, he doesn't want to get beat up by Journey. Just keep, keep, um, keep quiet. <laughs> send the brother, send the older brother. Let him beat me up. Any here. <laughs> <laughs> I did not guide him. I did not guide him into that. Okay. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a I joke. mean, you brought up Jesse in the first place, Ali. So. <laughs> this is you all your fault. What this one over there is being like, I'm I'm being naughty, bring over the belt. Like, really? <laughs> really? Okay. All right. All right. The other um live action animated movie that Warner Bros. is working on. Two. My not shot, but still shot, sort of, um, is Tom and Jerry. Hmm. I just don't understand. It does not sound appealing. And I love Chloe Moretz, but I'm just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That was the part that, starring Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, I I just, so, oh, that hey, was 2021 hey, as well. Yeah, that was 2021 as well. So they're both 2021. Okay. She's from my hometown now. Wait a minute. Don't talk about Chloe. I like her. No, she's. I'm just surprised that that they got 
a star of her caliber to star in this movie. Oh. Her and Michael Pena. And and Ken Jeong and Ken Jeong. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's Tom and Jerry, so you know. We'll see. Uh-huh. Uh the plot apparently is that there's a nice fancy hotel someplace and um Chloe works there. She's like um, a new hire there. And they've discovered that Jerry lives in the walls. Mm-hmm. And so she hires Tom off the street to come in and, and try to catch catch Jerry. And these are like full cartoon animation, not live action animation, right? Well, Tom and Jerry will be hand-drawn, apparently, or at least something looks like hand-drawn, and everybody else will be live action. So how they are in like the actual cartoon on TV. Yeah. I'm saying okay, kind of like a Roger Rabbit routine, right? That's what I was about to say. Okay, yeah, which I was surprised I was they went that way. Trying to picture it in my head, because let me tell you, I, I was... mean, listen, they are slowly working on giving us a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I'm ready. Like they slowly are, like you know, putting it out there. I feel like it's coming. It unfortunately may not be. We'll talk about that actually in just a second. Um, but I was going to say, I'm surprised that they weren't trying to give us a CGI. Fur textured Tom and Jerry. Digital fur technology. Yeah, digital fur technology. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so I, mad they can't. That hashtag is what the just. Hell is that? What is that mess? With Tom played by Adam Sandler in motion capture or some bullshit like okay. that. Oh, oh no. And Jerry's um, um Rob Schneider. No, but they're not speaking though. Oh no, it. no, praise God, no, they got that right. Um. Because the, the weird thing is that Warner Brothers, of all the like the old movies and cartoons they've acquired, two properties still sell for them at merchandise-wise and everything else-wise, so they still make new productions of it. And that's Scooby-Doo and Tom and Jerry. Like, all the other things that Hannah Barbera created, Flintstones, Jetsons, all that stuff, they can't seem to get it relaunched properly. But Scooby-Doo is still popular, and Tom and Jerry is still popular. So I wasn't surprised they were going to make a movie. I was just surprised that they're, they're actually making it in this live-action animator combo. And they hired Tim Story to direct it. Mm-hmm. Tim Story, of course, being the music video director turned director-director who made Barbershop Part 1, uh, Tassie with Cleveland Latifah and Jimmy Fallon, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, two movies that the nerd community hates. Um... And um, did he do, was he the one who did, um, what's the Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, what's that thing, that damn movie called? Ride Along, Ride Along Ride 2. Along. Yes, he did mm-hmm. both of those. Uh, think Like a Man, Think Like a Man too. Is Wait, is Tim Story black? Yes, he is. He's very black. Oh, okay. I mean, he's very, he's not very black. He's actually kind of light-skinned, but I mean, he's like black, black. He's like two black parents. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he also did The New Shaft. Okay. Uh, and now he's doing like that. Tom and Jerry. Okay, better get Tom and Jerry. Um, Tim Story's last run. Still don't want to see it, but yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, last time he made a um a, a expensive tempo movie, it was the Silver Surfer Fantastic Four movie. Which, oh my God, I like the Fantastic Four movies. You do. I mean, I'm I'm not like I again. I don't know any of the like comic book history on these movies. So like, when you give me a movie, I see it. I like it. <laughs> So I like y'all know like what it's really supposed to be. I don't like this is like my first time seeing, you know, it was like my first time seeing anything with Fantastic Four. So I didn't know 
anything of like what it actually should have been. Like, was that the one that had uh, Michael B. Jordan in it? Which one was he? In? No, no, no. He, he's in the one that Josh Trank did. The, um, okay. The 2015 saw, Fantastic Four. I don't think you would have liked that I saw the one before, and I saw, I saw the one with Michael B. Jordan. I thought oh, you did? So you've seen all three of them? Yes, I've seen all of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tim Story did the two where Chris Evans plays the Human Torch. And whatchamacallit was uh, the rock man. What's his name? Uh, Michael from Chiklis. The, from the Kermish. Yeah, yes. his old self. I was like, um, ain't he like 65? Why Why are we doing this? Is he, was he that old? I know I he's... Mean, no, he, he not that old, but I'm saying he old. He's supposed to be a little old. supposed to be like 40-something. Oh, the character is? Mm-hmm. Ben Graham and uh, Reed Richards are supposed uh, to be in their 40s. Oh. Late 30s, early 40s. They're supposed to be old enough to where it's been... 15 years, at least since they were in school, getting, like, you know, like, advanced degrees, so. Okay, gotcha. The idea is that, you know, they all go up and re Richard's rocket yeah. ship, go to the space and get superpowers and come like that. Right. Uh, oh, speaking of Captain America, he has a new movie that just came out on Netflix. Chris uh, Evans this- in a Netflix movie? Uh-huh. It's looked like some action-type end of the world. Because the guy from... Michael K. Williams from The Wire is also in it. And that's where he comes up at. Michael K. Williams. Let me go look at this thing. But yeah. It's like, it's red something. Red something. And he's got the uh the Avengers hair. So I was like, oh, he must have filmed this right after. And just was like, keep the hair. Must have just rolled the over. Beard. Is it it's called literally... the Red Sea Diving Resort? Yes. It literally just got on there like a couple days ago. Oh, he does have the beard and the hair. I, listen, I'm telling you, he, he left. He left the set of Avengers and was like, "Let me go, let me go on." Yeah, he did. This. They filmed it in um, summer of 2017. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I'm gonna watch that at some point. Let's see how it is. Okay, Williams, is that what, what is that on his head? <laughs> One of them Tyler Oh, man. My goodness. Okay. Oh, uh, I was going to say. Um, but yeah, so we got these two live action animated combo movies coming out. So I thought we'd talk about some of the other ones that came before these two. You know, All just right. for funsies. Um, going way, way back. Way back. Back in the time. Oh, uh, I'm from the 40s and 50s. Er- and me and Ali ain't going to know. Er- earlier than that. Um, <laughs> in 1914. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, in 1914, a man named Wizard McKay made a cartoon called Gritty the Dinosaur. I don't know if y'all ever seen this, like a black and white line-drawn animated movie about a dinosaur. The- no, we ain't seen this. <laughs> I, I don't know. Ali, you, I was going to ask what Ali had, because he's like, animator people might know about Gertie the Dinosaur. Oh. But, like, what he would do, he would go around with the film and he would present it like a magic act. The idea, this was, like, 1914. People had not seen too many animated things before. So it was like, I brought a live dinosaur in this portal and I'm going to show you the live dinosaur and she's going to do everything I tell her to do. Okay, Gertie, do a dance. And the dinosaur does a dance. Uh, okay, Gertie, uh, say hi to the, um, the sea dragon. He says hi to the sea dragon. They fight a little bit. Uh, but yeah, he would, and so they filmed a version of it where it's him taking a bet that he can animate a cartoon by himself, and then he does a stage act in the movie, and so it's the first quote-unquote live-action animated combo film. It's only like 12 minutes long. 
it's a short subject, but that's the first one. Okay. Uh, after that, you have uh, Max Fleischer, who was the man who later on brought us Betty Boop cartoons and Popeye cartoons. Oh, I used to love me some Betty Boop, and I'm pretty f- sure that I should not have been watching it. How old? How old were you? Uh, I feel like I was like elementary school when no. I first. When I first uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I was like. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, swinging her hips like this. Like, okay. Yeah, I was like, I was old enough to know that boop, boop, dee-doo. Listen, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I, like, I feel like I should not be watching this, but it's a cartoon, so, <laughs> but, you know. That's, yeah, Betty Boop was some adult swim type stuff. But um, right. before he got to um, those cartoons, uh, in 1919, Max Fleischer introduced what was called Out of the Inkwell cartoons that featured Coco the Clown, who you might know from Betty Boop cartoons. He appears in a bunch of them. Um, but he was the star first, and it was him and Max Fleischer interacting in a, a series of short cartoons live com- combined with live action where Max Fleischer would draw Coco on the page and Coco would run around like the studio and get into trouble and mess things up and all that kind of stuff. So that's from 1919. In 1923, a young man in Kansas City, Missouri, named Walter Disney, uh, made a oh, wow. mm-hmm, made a cartoon short called Alice's Wonderland, where a little girl named Alice, played by Virginia Davis, goes into a magical animated world that he drew himself, him and his friend of iWorks. Uh, they sold that cartoon to New York and got a deal to um, go to California and make more. That's where the Disney studio got their start with the series, what they call the Alice Comedies, where every uh, short, this live-action girl would leave the live-action world, go to Wonderland, which is always animated. And so you would see her like um, with all these characters around her. They would film her first in front of like, a flat white screen, and then they would superimpose the animation in later. Mm. And that was the first like series of Walt Disney cartoons. Uh, they would actually stay away from that gimmick after they settled into like uh, first Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and then Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck cartoons and all that kind of stuff until 1946 when Walt Disney produced the film set in the Old South called Song of the South. Oh. Which um, chronicled the adventures of the folk heroes, the African-American folk heroes, Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, and Br'er Br'er, as told by kindly Uncle Remus, played by, uh, shit, James Basket. I almost forgot his name. I'm certain nobody's seen that on this call, um, except for me, because they don't, they don't play that <laughs> on Disney Channel anymore, or ever. Um, but James Basket would enter into the world of Br'er Rabbit. You know, he would walk around, you know, and sing Zippity Doodah, and all the cartoon animals would hang out with him. And he would talk to Br'er Rabbit, and they would have, you know, conversation like black people do. At least, like, they thought black people did. Uh, <laughs> it's a little problematic. Uh, the year before that, though, over at MGM, Gene Kelly, y'all know who Gene Kelly is, right? Yes. Yes. Ali? Yep. Yeah, he yep. made a movie in 1945, him and Frank Sinatra, called Anchors Away, where there's a scene where he goes to a kindergarten and tells the kids a story about how he went to, like, this magic land to meet a king who bans singing and dancing. And lo and behold, it's Jerry Mouse. Mm. And so, what? G- 
Yeah, so Gene Kelly teaches Jerry Mouse how to sing and dance because the reason why he banned it all is because he can't do it. So they have a little song and dance together, uh, Gene Kelly and Jerry Mouse. I'm certain you've seen that clip before, though, y'all. If you, I'm, you may not have seen the whole movie, but you've probably seen someplace the clip of um, Gene Kelly and Jerry Mouse doing their dance together. Hmm. I may have to, like, search for it just to remind myself. The funny thing is that Family Guy actually parodied it. I don't know how they got the rights, but they, they drew in Stewie instead of Jerry and used it on an episode of Family Guy. The whole dance. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm looking at photo stills, and this does not look familiar to me. Okay, what about you, Ali? Does it look familiar? Oh, I'm looking at it too. Oh, I've seen this. All right, I've seen this. <laughs> oh, they put that on the island, huh? <laughs> I've seen this. <laughs> but yeah, that was like yeah. that was the first time I um a studio outside of Disney had trusting like that in the modern era of uh-huh. like movie making. By modern, I mean color. Because <laughs> the funny thing is that they originally had wanted to try to see if they could get Mickey Mouse to be in this movie, which is a MGM movie. But somebody was sent said, we have our own mouse. Why don't we just use him instead? We ain't got to pay Walt Disney. We have our own animation, animation studio. We'll just get Hannah and Barbara to draw Jerry Mouse in. Mm-hmm. From there, like... Like a lot of these live action animated things are sort of kind of touch and go. Uh, Disney made another one at the same time as Song in the South, or maybe a little bit before that, called The Three Caballeros. Ali, I know you've seen that before. Definitely. Yes. There's a whole sequence where um, Donald Duck and his friends, um, what are the names of them? Damn, the parrot and the rooster. You remember their names, Ali? I do not, but all I remember is that they were there. One is a, I knew that they were, one is a tropical bird. Parrot, the green parrot. Yeah. What are they damn names? I'm trying to get so I pronounce them properly. Uh they're going they're going they're going to show up again in, in the new DuckTales. Yes, they are. I saw the designs. Uh Jose Carioca is the parrot. And um Panchito Pistol Pistoles, because he shoots um guns, is the um the rooster. There's a scene where they go to like um they fly over um Latin America and Donald Duck jumping off their magic carpet over they're flying on. Um, see, because he keeps seeing pretty girls and like live action pretty girls. So they go down and hang out and dance with the girls in a couple of scenes. So like live action Donald Duck and like animate, like, um, no, animated Donald Duck, live action people. Mm. Uh, from there for like, like you've got a bunch of like, Little ones here and there, like except for you got Mary Poppins, you have them. Um, did Dick Van Dyke dancing with the penguins? Mm. Like, uh, uh, everybody, of course, you mean like you know, everybody loves Mary Poppins, the penguins, mm-hmm. and the little horses and the fox that they have to chase through like the magic drawing painting. Uh, bed knobs and broomsticks, which I have not seen oh. that in a very long time, where they go Love underwater. From 1970 with uh, Angela Lansbury. Yep. Yes. Uh, Come on, Jessica Fletcher. Yep. Peach, <laughs> Peach Dragon from 1977. I remember that. That's how old that movie is? Mm-hmm. Wow. They made a new I'm... one a couple of years ago, but the original was from oh, 1977. Okay. Every time I hear about these cartoons, these, these movies that have, like, they put cartoons into them, and then I hear the year, I'm like, wow, they were really advanced back then. 
Right. Well, you got to remember, they they created all that technology for Mary Poppins in 1965, 64. Wow. Like the, um, like, of iWorks, um, who, the man who Walt Disney grew up with, he developed these um, processes for combining, like, different types of film in a more realistic way than had done before. And so they used that for Mary Poppins, for Bedknobs and Broomsticks. They even, Alfred Hitchcock even called him up so he could use it for the birds. They did all the special effects shots for the birds at the Disney studio. Ooh, that movie, yeah. Mm. This is evil. I think you're evil! <laughs> That's why I'm full of birds today. <laughs> Thanks, Alfred. You, you see more than five birds saying that, you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I had a I had a nightmare, like, after I saw that movie, that literally I was standing in my driveway and birds came down and attacked me in my head. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. You. Uh, yeah, movies, they, you know, depending on what it is, they traumatize. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. But uh, hopefully you like Pete's Dragon and Mary Poppins. Are yeah. I've never seen Pete's Dragon, actually. Yeah, Pete's Dragon, is it's cute. Like, it's kind of like, what's the word I want to use for it? Like, it's not essential, I guess you could say. It's cute, though. Yeah. Um... From there, in in the 1980s, they tried to uh, adapt a book called Who Censored Roger Rabbit, but couldn't yeah. crack it until Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg came to the studio and they hired Steven Spielberg to come in to produce it and Robert Zemeckis to direct it, who had just done Back to the Future Part 1. Mm-hmm. And it the book called Who Censored Roger Rabbit became Who Framed Roger Rabbit instead. You know, it's a movie that every 80s kid or 90s kid remembers, uh, starring... Again, yep. should not have been watching it. Yeah, it's a little it's a little grown. <laughs> um, Jessica Rabbit was very sexualized. So, my mother... Pretty much. I mean, her boobs were all... Like, you could almost probably see, like, cartoon areola. Those are two extra credits. Like, it was movie. not yeah. even really covering up anything. <laughs> yeah, they were literally two extra credits. Right. Two extra credits, Maynard. <laughs> so my mother hated Jessica Rabbit. I'm sure. My dad bought Who Framed Roger Rabbit and let me take it home one day because my parents didn't live together. Uh, and she saw that thing. Don't ever bring that nasty movie over my house ever again. <laughs> and so I did. And so I had to watch it at my dad's house. And stuff all the time. Wow. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she called and cussed him out. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> Not to say my dad's name on the thing. Why you let Brandon bring over that nasty movie? <laughs> Why you showed it to him in the first place? This just grabbing all these curves, huh? <laughs> See, luckily for me, I was an only child and I had my own TV in my room. So I watched it every once in a while. I don't even think my mama knew I even like. That's the, I mean, I was up watching Arsenio Hall at like midnight. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Who Framed Roger Rabbit stars Bob Hoskins, Eddie Valiant. God, you know, they, they, these shows used to come out all the time in like USA and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I wish they would do that again. Like, I feel like, like, I never saw, like, I never saw any of this stuff in the movies. I always saw it on TV. Like, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, I always saw it on TV. Like, I always knew at some point in the year, I was going to be flipping the channel and it would be on and then I would watch it. Right. That I saw on. So like, so a lot of these movies, I don't think I've ever actually seen from like 
beginning to end, like in one sitting, because it was always like, if I caught it on TV, mm-hmm. then I would, you know, watch it. Yeah, Bed Nose and Broomstick was something that would show up on this segment of Disney Channel called Vault, Vault. Disney. Should be yeah. Late at 11 o'clock in the, in the, at night to like 3 in the morning. When, Listen, when a wee you, when Ollie you, should be sleeping. When you would get the Disney Channel for free for like in the springtime or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> for like one week, <laughs> you had to get all your, all your Disney shows in. Yeah, that was the one thing on the island. They got Disney Channel as regular cable. Boom. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, Joanna Cassidy as um Dolores, Christopher Lloyd as um what was what was the damn man's name? Judge Doom, Judge Claude Doom. Oh, that was Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, that was Christopher Lloyd in oh. heavy makeup. Doing really that's that's probably one of his best performances. Like I mean, he's good in everything. I can't never see yeah. Christian Lloyd be bad in a movie. <laughs> but he's so right. good, especially when he turns and turns out to be like the killer. Remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother, I took just like this. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, I was six when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know at what age I actually. I saw it when I was like seven or eight. Huh. Like. Oh wow, Kathleen Turner was Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, she's the voice of Kath- of um, Jessica Rabbit. She's she was somebody's wife. No, no, A. B. Irving, who's the singing voice, was somebody's wife. Show sure um, know Kathleen Turner. Okay. Yeah, because she didn't promote it. She's not credited in the movie at all. Wow. But yeah, she's the voice of Jessica Rabbit. Charles Fleischer is the voice of Roger Rabbit. When uh, Richard, uh, when Robert Zemeckis made Roger Rabbit, he made it under the um, the proviso that they would let him actually shoot it like a real movie with like a moving dolly and camera, and the animators would have to worry about trying to put the characters into the frame. Because if you see, remember Mary Poppins and Bad Nights and Brooms, the camera always moves left to right; it does not go into or out of any of the scenes because that mm. makes it more difficult to animate characters into it. But they wanted to challenge themselves and try to put these cartoon characters into a realistic world. So they have, you know, all the regular camera movements, dolly shots, zooms, all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, what's my man's name? Um, Richard Williams over in the UK was this animation director. And he brought some animation from Disney, but more from his own studio. And they did all the characters, Roger Rabbit, maybe Herman, Jessica Rabbit, uh, um, you know, like um, the weasels and then all the cameos from like, you know, like the Looney Tunes characters, um, mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and all the other Disney characters, Dumbo, Woody Woodpecker and uh, Droopy. Because they had to get the rights to all of those. There's some they couldn't get the rights to. They couldn't get Popeye. They couldn't get Casper. There's actually a whole scene with Popeye and Casper in it where um, Eddie goes to the funeral of um, R.K. Maroon, the, um, who's the murder victim in the story. They're trying mm-hmm. to get clues. They had to cut it out because they've been written with Popeye and Casper specific jokes in it. Oh, okay. So and this was a Disney movie. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. Wow. They released it under the name Touchstone Pictures because that's where they put all their um their like adult quote unquote movies <laughs> out. Under. Touchstone, I'm getting it now. Wow. Yeah, like like Splash and Pretty Woman what? and mm-hmm. um Autumn Day, Autumn Things like that. You would like <gasps> that's a Disney movie? Yes. Right. <laughs> Three Men and a Baby is another one. Right. 
But yeah, Roger Rabbit was a gigantic hit and it brought back interest to animation. Like because of Roger Rabbit, you got things like Tiny Toon Adventures and Animaniacs. You got Looney Tunes on cable. Like you got Cartoon Network coming out. Like it really just brought back like that style of like old-fashioned cartoony animation, which was sort of kind of dying out in favor of looking at animation as nothing more than cheap Hanna-Barbera cartoons. No offense to Hanna-Barbera, they did the best they could. Uh, (laughs) uh, Beyond that, you had a couple of other studios try to make Roger Rabbit imitations. You had um, Ralph Bakshi, who was sort of kind of known as like an indie animator who made a lot of like adult-themed movies. Like he made Fritz the Cat. Have you ever seen Fritz the Cat? Mm, let me oh, that sounds that. familiar. It's the first. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's the first but... X-rated animated um feature. To wow. Play. Is it Fritz the Cat? Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. And it's def- it's definitely earned. It definitely earned its X rating. I would just say that. It's not looking familiar. Yeah, that doesn't look familiar to me at all. Mm, no, no. Watch it one of these days. You can find a copy of it. Um, it's 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 interesting. Um, there's also things like Heavy Traffic and um, Coonskin that Ralph Bakshi did in 1970. What did you say? Could you repeat well, was, that? Uh, what? Yeah, Coonskin. You... Coonskin is Ralph Bakshi's take on the, on the Uncle Remus stories. Wow. It actually is not... It's actually anti-racist, but it's very... Mm-mm. It's very edgy. I would say that. The idea is supposed to be like a parody and a send-up of how, like, Song of the South and other, like, retellings of Uncle Rima stories were basically, like, just, you know, like, how white people saw the things. He was trying to make, even though he's a white guy himself, trying to make it look like a black man's version of that would be. But it, See, it, doesn't, no. it doesn't quite work, but it's a very interesting movie. No. Um, he made a movie in 1992 called Cool World. Loved Cool World. Oh my God! Yes, you are taking me back again. A movie I should not have been. Watching. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Woo, I saw it too. Oh I remember being God. appalled when I saw it. I was like, oh, there's no sticks, little Brandon. Like, 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 who framed Roger Rabbit was like just like the most innocent movie ever compared to Cool World. Yes, because wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't Brad Pitt? Yes, it was one of his first like yeah. big parts. Well, listen, that is when I fell in love with Brad Pitt. Oh, <laughs> my God. I was like, who is this golden-haired man? You're like, who this man is? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, listen. You can t- listen. You cannot tell me Brad Pitt was not my man watching that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. See, let, you know what? Let me find this. <laughs> Maybe on Netflix. I'm not sure. Uh, I know I saw it recently. Oh, um, I love that movie. And was that Melanie Griffith? Was it? I, it might have been. the blonde? In, in my head, I just feel like because she just reminded me of Melanie Griffith. Let me go like, look it up. I would be surprised if they didn't like at least. It's Kim Basinger. Up. Okay, same. Mm-hmm. Okay, same difference. Close, close, yeah. <laughs> close. I wonder was this before or after she did Batman? After. Okay, that's probably why yeah. they did it. Batman's eighty nine. This one is ninety two. I see the poster now. Hollywood, if she could, and she will. Cool World. Ali, have you ever seen Cool World? No, you know I don't that. remember Cool World. They, they didn't have that on the <laughs> <laughs> They stopped that one out on the, the, the boat. They took it off the boat and threw it into the ocean. Listen, <laughs> if, they didn't, if they didn't have Harry Potter, they sure as hell was not having Cool World first. <laughs> no. 
Absolutely. No. Yeah. So no. Let me describe Cool World to you, Ali. In Cool World, there's like an alternate universe that car- a cartoonist gets pulled into where his cartoon characters are real. What? Well, does somebody have sex? Yeah, yeah. So the okay. idea is that um, <laughs> um, he has a cartoon character named Hollywood who's like a sort of realistic looking one. Like, not realistic looking, but like a... Like Jessica Rabbit type, like, sort of kind of realistic, but definitely very stylized, you know, like, you know, very curvy. She wants to be a real person. And the way to be to become a real person is to have sex with a real person if you're a cartoon character in that world. Yep. So she tricks the um the um the cartoonist into having sex with her. She turns real, goes to the real world. And like um, but the problem is that like um it's not permanent, she finds out. So she, she starts turning back and forth and starts turning the real world into a cartoon world piece by piece. And to, and to find a way to basically stop her. And Brad and Brad Pitt plays the detective who lives who who had already been transported into the cartoon world and try to had try to find a way for himself there. Mm-hmm. So good. Ali is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah, that would have never been. You know. No, I, I mean, feel like, I feel like you watching it now for the first time, you'd be like, "What the hell is this?" But as a child. Yeah, was, I think it was the best thing ever. It might have gone through maybe a couple of times on TV, and then I think it might have gotten right. Bad. Yeah, they also, put a big back also box. as a child because you're sitting there like, ooh, like knowing you get away, getting away with something about, about watching it. Right, because your parents, oh, it's a cartoon, it's fine, and you walk out the room. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and the funny thing is that it's in the West. We're so used to that stereotype, right? If it's a cartoon, then we can leave our children in front of the TV to watch it. Exactly. Like that's not true in other parts of the, of the world at all. Like they know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like this used to come out. Was it USA that used to have? I like, think the, so. That that weird science night on Saturday night. Yes. Yes, it I was. Feel like yes, I feel like that is when I saw this. Because uh, again, I should not have been watching that weird science night. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Um, apparently, it was a gigantic flop that in a room Ralph Bakshi's career that like he hasn't done like a movie movie since then. Wow! Oh my god! Yeah, from there, really, the people who shouldn't have been watching it, we love it. Yeah, we, we give it rave reviews. <laughs> yeah, from there forward, you have like um, Space Jam, which we already talked about. You know. Oh God! Yeah. Wah, wah. And then its sequel, sort of, Looney Tunes Back in Action, a movie that does not work as a whole. Little bits of it work as pieces. That one was a gigantic flop, too. I was in the theater for that one. I think I saw that one three times in the theater. And every time I saw it, it's like three people in the theater with me. Oh, God. Because I was on a mission, Latria, to save traditional animation. (laughs) It was a quest. (laughs) Aw. Didn't work. So heroic. I give you props for trying. <laughs> I, I did try. <laughs> Dear. Um, but besides that, you had a lot more of um, these uh, movies where you have CGI characters who interact with real people. Like Casper from 95. Okay, example. Yeah. With Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. When Christina Ricci was really doing the most in all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like what else are things that are like a little bit more like recent? Uh, Wasn't the Rocky and Bullwinkle? Um, yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle from two thousand. 
Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah, that one's kind of like out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, last, last action hero. I forgot about last action hero, which you know it's not good, but you know it, it's I out there. I have not seen that. With Arnold Schwarzenegger and the little boy who goes into like the movie world. It's like a cartoon okay, character okay. in there as well. Oh yeah, no, haven't seen that. Oh, here's what I forgot from like a long time ago. Um, the Incredible Mr. Limpet from 1964 with Bob, um, uh, Bob uh, Don Knotts. He falls in the water, turns to a fish. <gasps> Wait, that's on so funny. I know, right? Say it. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna Google it. Let's say it again. The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Okay, hold on. Thank you, Google, for knowing. That sounds so familiar. Yeah, I've definitely seen that one a bunch of times. TV used to play that one a bunch. Why is my computer not doing anything? Oh, here we go. Yes! Oh my gosh! I remember I this. I remember this. I don't remember the part where he falls in the water, but I remember the fish. I remember the fish with the glasses. Yeah, I do yes. remember this. <laughs> I remember the fish, definitely. Because I remember thinking, wow, that fish really does look like him. Oh yeah, my goodness. They did a good job of designing it. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. This list I have has Fat Albert on it, which is sort of kind of not quite correct. Never seen it. I never saw the cartoon. I never saw that remake. Yeah. I haven't seen any of it. Because the point of the, the, the plot of the movie is that they, they come out of the cartoon show into the real world. Wait, hold on a minute. Why do they have... Wait, did you, Brandon, did you mention that The Incredible Mr. Limpet is getting a remake? They've been trying to remake that for years. <laughs> I'll believe it when they because it's Warner Brothers that owns the rights. I'll believe uh-huh. it when they actually decide that like it's, they're gonna make it because if you look at this right here, they announced like a whole cast with um, Key and Kevin Hart and Josh Gad in two thousand and fucking fourteen. They ain't done. Yeah. They, they ain't shot a frame of film. Yeah, they must have been trying to get it done, but you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I will believe it when actually they they, they show me they're on the damn set. <laughs> <laughs> That that and that Akira movie, the, um, the Akira movie, Warner Brothers has been trying their best for decades to make them damn movies. I don't believe they. I I, be, I, I don't. I don't believe they'll get to it. I'm sorry. Uh, what else is on this list? They have Cats and Dogs and the Cats and Dogs sequel to Revenge of Kitty Galore. I've never seen those before. I feel like my movie, my my life is value for having not seen them. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, Christopher Robin is on this list. I haven't seen that yet. I should watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Fun and Fancy Free. That's actually from 1947. That is the Walt Disney compilation movie. That's where um, Mickey and the Beanstalk comes from. Oh. Which is the part everybody has seen. Because they the whole movie has not been seen by most people in a long time. It's available, but it's not that popular. Right. Uh, but in the wraparound segments that they don't show anymore, it's um, Jiminy Cricket is coming to visit like this... Um, his family and like the kids are um they have Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy in over. Um I should probably explain to y'all in the audience who Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy are because that's yes. old shit. Uh you know Candace Bergen is right Murphy Brown. Yes. Her father was Edgar Bergen who was a popular comedian and ventriloquist in the 1930s and 40s. He had a ah. um, a ventriloquist dummy named Charlie McCarthy. Okay. And they were like they were, the two of them were very popular in movies back then. Okay. 
Yes. I, I listen to so much stuff about um, the um, Sharon Tate, um, Charles Manson murders over the last week. I've heard Candace Bergen's name so many times. She used to live in that house. She was, oh, afterwards? She, no, before. She was actually the oh. victim that they wanted to kill. Her and her boyfriend, T- um, Terry Melcher, because they wouldn't record Charles Manson's demo record. Wow. But when they but they happened to go like like um uh, uh case the house and found out Sharon Tate lived there and decided just to kill her instead. Wow, talk about wrong place, wrong time. Right. Wow. Ooh. And I can't imagine finding out like, oh, that was supposed to be me. Like oh. Yeah, she apparently like freaked out like that was supposed to be me. That was supposed to be me. Heck yeah, I want to. Oh, my God. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns is on his list, of course. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I like, feel like I want to watch it again. I definitely. I watched it a bunch. This week. Ali ain't like it. Um. <laughs> well, how dare you, Ali? Oh, the SpongeBob what? SquarePants movie is on this list. Because they, oh, they go right. to the real world at the oh, end of the movie. Yeah. I actually didn't care for the movie that much. Like, I'd rather just watch the cartoon show. Right. The Smurfs and the Smurfs 2 are on this list with um, Neil Patrick Harris, those movies. <laughs> oh, shit, the Page Master. I forgot about the fucking Page Master. Oh. Where uh, Macaulay Culkin goes into um, the library and goes into, like, I all the fairy tale like... books and uh, the storybooks. Is not the same thing for, for um, Rock-A-Doodle-Doo? Mm, it's similar to Rock-A-Doodle. Yeah, Rockadoodle has the kid transform into a the cat. cartoon. Yeah, into a cat. There yeah, you go. Yeah, in the page master, he still stays like a regular boy. But okay. like, but like in the, in Rockadoodle, which is on his list too, Rockadoodle, he like they come out the book and come and get him. And the page right. master, he goes to the library. Okay. Like the magic library. Was it is it Christopher Lloyd that works at the library as the attendant or whatever, the janitor or some shit like that? Is that yes, Christopher Lloyd. Hmm. Is the books are voiced by uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Patrick Stewart, or Leonard Nimoy? Oh, Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. See, I feel like I remember this, but I don't know if I saw it because I feel like it was, was it kind of scary? Or maybe it's I a thought, little scary in places. Yep. See, that's probably why I didn't see it. Because <laughs> I remember think I remember like thinking that this was a little scary for me. Yeah, because like they go to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and they show him turning Mr. Hyde as a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a little there. Uh, I didn't know Joe Johnston was the director. He directed um, The Rocketeer and Captain America, uh, The First Avenger, among many other things. But those are the two things. Oh, The Rocketeer. I remember that. Oh, he did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids as well. I didn't realize that. I should have realized that. He did all all the 90s favorites, didn't he? Right. Uh, What was I going to say? Going back to the list of... um, Animated live action movies. Master. Uh, Osmosis Jones. That doesn't really count, Osmosis Jones. Because um, that one, the animation and live action are always separated. I'm trying to. Did I see that? It's the one where Bill Murray gets sick and like the, the disease is played by Lawrence Fishburne's voice and. Um, uh, oh, a yeah. white blood cell book like Chris Rock and then like a medicine tablet are trying to stop the um the disease from spreading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Let me turn this down. Uh, I was had I had it on because it's supposed to be getting attacked. It's like you're not right, right there. So here. 
Uh, what was the other thing I had just seen on this list? I was going for Monkey Bone. Oh God, I never saw that. I could, when did I could that come out? Two thousand one. It was Brendan Fraser and like a monkey from like another dimension, a cartoon dimension, comes and like traps him in that dimension and goes into the real world. It's like well, cool listen, world, but for well, more for kids. But listen, there is a whole section of Brendan Fraser's resume that I am quite sure <laughs> he wants to. He wants to do Control Alt Delete <laughs> and like remove. They're like, oh, can you explain this gap? No. <laughs> Like on a resume, you go to an interview. Right. Right. Like, no, I can't. Yeah. Because wow, this, Mm-mm. Brendan, no, <laughs> no. It's so funny because Brendan Fraser, it, like the funny thing is that he's, it's that weird combination. He's so pretty but so goofy in yeah. his in life. His things you meet, you need to find in real life. He's like, he's like, that shit was fucking stupid. I'm like. <gasps> But that check wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he kept that active for a long time. Because right. he, he's on um, Doom Patrol um, as um, as Rocket, um, not Rocket, Robot Man's um, original. Because he is a guy who they saved their brain and put it into the robot. But he plays him himself in flashbacks and just does mm-hmm. the voice and the, like, the modern day stuff. But, it, but he's on that show. He's fucking on the show with booty out. Cussed oh. up a storm. I'm like, Mr. Fraser. <laughs> I mm-hmm. do declare. <laughs> oh shit! Stay tuned is on here. Stay tuned is that movie where like the, the two people get trapped into the TV. Who are they? They are John Ritter and Pam Dauber from um. <laughs> uh, shout out to John Ritter. Rest in peace. Oh, Reese oh, Company. God, he was so amazing. Him and Robin Williams, seriously. Mm-hmm. Just the best. Woody Woodpecker is on here, but that, that movie that movie came out in Brazil in 2017. I think it's on Netflix in America now. It is not good. Speaking of oh, I, um, I didn't see that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of movies, um the um uh, cartoon characters in real um um world stuff that Brandon liked and the movie they made pissed him off. Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed is on this list. Mm. I don't like those movies. Mm. Uh-oh. I might like little pieces of them here and there, but as a whole, I just... Yeah. Hey, y'all have seen those, right? I imagine that you've seen at least one of them. Uh, no, thanks. Wait. Is it the one with Matthew Lillard? Yes. I've seen the first one... I don't think I watched the second one because I, I felt like I was like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. No. After the first one. No. Your your God your God lives, so don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why to conclude all this. I actually watched a Scooby Doo movie last night. Oh, which one? They have a, uh it was the one where they went into the com- the computer game. Oh, Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. Yes. Yes. Cause they have all of them for free now. And I was like, oh, let me watch at least Catch a couple of them before they have to make me pay again. <laughs> they used to not, you like used to have to, you know, pay for them all. This is on Boomerang or on like on demand somewhere. On demand. Okay. Yeah, that's how I was like, wait, when did y'all unlock these? Let me go ahead and watch the Scooby. So I'm a specialist. Get on it. Yeah. So there's like a couple other ones that I want to watch. Yeah. I might watch another one tonight. And the reason why they um, will make more Roger Rabbit um, 
movies. They won't make two. Although they have, they have written two full scripts for a Roger Rabbit two. Okay. Like they, the scripts exist. Like the one that and they were going to Warner Brothers. No, it's Disney still. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, Joe. Okay. Like um, they um, the script that exists was actually a prequel. Like I think it's like who drew Roger Rabbit, whatever it was called. It's set in 1939 where he's trying to make his break in Hollywood. And it, it's sort of it got like, you know, like Nazi spies and all that kind of stuff in it. Uh, but they will not make it because uh, after they made the movie Roger Rabbit, if you guys remember, they made a couple of Roger Rabbit cartoon shorts that they put in front of um, Disney movies. They put um, Tummy Trouble in front of um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. Like these were like, like regular like cart- seven minute cartoons, just like in the Roger Rabbit style. Whereas him trying to catch Baby Herman, and then they, at the end they had a the little live action part where they're in the studio. The problem was that uh, Disney and Amblin Entertainment, which is Steven Spielberg's company, both owned fifty fifty rights to the Roger Rabbit um, brand, and it became a thing to where. They were trying to argue what cartoons the movies would go, what movies the cartoons would go in front of. Steven Spielberg made a movie in 1990 called Arachnophobia, which I have never seen. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that. Movie. Ooh, I refuse. I don't do spiders. Mm. No, nope, I'm not able. Right. He wanted to put the Roger Rabbit cartoon Roller Coaster Rabbit in front of Arachnophobia. Uh. And. They did not do that. They Disney instead put it in front of Dick Tracy. Well, that makes more sense. You would think, but uh, Steven Spielberg got really mad and he refused to approve uh, the production of the next Roger, Roger Rabbit cartoon. It took them three years to come back with one more that they put in front of, I think, A Far Away Place. Is the name of the movie they put it in front of? Mm. Uh, yes, A Far Off Place. But that was the last one. And talks broke down after that. They've been trying for years to get back together. There was a point, of course, in the 2000s, the 2010s, where Disney was releasing Spielberg's movies through um, DreamWorks, movies like The Help and um, Real Steel and the BFG and all like that, where they were trying to do it then. But I think Bob Hoskins died during that period, and they just forgot about it. They dropped the idea, which is, you know, but so... I feel like at this point, well, that's the sequel they should make instead of making all these damn remakes of The Lion King and stuff. That's what they should do. Just go ahead and make <laughs> Roger Rabbit too. It's already written. It's right there waiting for you. Just cast new people. Right. right. I might try to make myself go see Lion King this week. I just don't know. You might. Listen, like, if you haven't seen that. I, I don't want to have to deal with Mufasa's dying again. I mean, that's the that's the only reason. I mean, the tree. It looked like they threw a cat up a trampoline. Like, stop. I, I just... <laughs> 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 the tree. Come, come and get him. But this come is a PSA. Him. Do not throw your cats off a trampoline. Please treat them with care. They are they are human. They, they aren't humans, but they are they are beings with souls oh. and minds. Do not throw cats off a trampoline. Do not be that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the funny thing is, people like. I got an argument with people about the Lion King online this past week. You know, people who are doing like um I just I uh, maybe I expect too much from stuff. <laughs> I expect like good movies from Disney and they just don't want to do that. I just make, you know, here's the thing you remember. 
You like it, right? So you like it again. Like it or else. I feel like people, it's so weird now because like 15 years ago, everybody fucking hated Disney. It was just my my black ass. And like, you know, Disney's got this great legacy of achievement and animation and movies. And they've done so many things. And like, oh, Disney sucks. You know, like they're racist. They hate us all. Uh, um, princesses are evil. Um, or, um, cartoons are for kids, etc. So forth. Now that they have the um, Marvel and Star Wars, they're you know everybody loves them, protects them, and just like, the most important thing in the whole world. Even though they're destroying the movie industry piece by piece. Um, and it's so weird because it's like now I have people who are blindly defending them, and I'm on the other side. It's like the irony is not lost on me. Right. In this whole situation, this is very strange. <laughs> like. Cop, like, I remember I used to cop please for terrible movies like Home on the Range. Don't ever see Home on the Range. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you've seen that. You've seen it, right? So you understand how fucked up that was to try to defend that terrible movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. No way I was going to make money for that. I saw it in the theater, Ollie. Of course you did. I was. Hey, look. I don't know who in the fuck thought we wanted to hear Roseanne Barr speak oh, as a cow for 90 minutes. But goddamn it, <laughs> they made it. <laughs> One of her first lines when she's, um, um, her, um, the cow's back is the camera and the others are in full view. And she's like, yeah, they're real. Quit staring. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Movie's not good. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, anything else? Am I forgetting any like live action animated combos that are sort of kind of like I can't think or, of anything. like that. There's a couple of TV things. We don't. The TV is getting into like his own can of worms. Um, like there's like a Gene Kelly Jack and the Beanstalk from 1967 that Hanna Barbera did. That's on um, Boomerang. Uh. There's a bunch of those like Disney TV specials that are, you know, that Mickey Mouse in the real world running around sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as movies go, I don't think I'm missing anything super important. And I'm not counting things like the Marvel, like Rocket Raccoon and Korg and that kind of stuff. Because, you know, like, I don't think they count that stuff because they're not supposed to be cartoon characters. It's supposed to be like real things inside of that world. But that's sort of kind of where it's evolved to, where you have, you know, a, a talking raccoon and a tree and their characters in a live action movie and, you know, they fit. Mm-hmm. If the movie had been made 20 years before that, they would have put, I don't know, a little person in a, in a, in a raccoon outfit. Oh, no. And done like a stop motion tree and superimposed it with a black outline. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, no. Like the Ray Harry house in the movies, like Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. And I loved me some Clash of the Titans. But like looking back at it now, I was like, wow, this was really bad. <laughs> I mean, it was innovative like, back then. Yeah. Ooh, but now visually, I was like, yikes. <laughs> I mean, Harry Hamlin looks fine with his abs, but that's about it. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, so I think that is everything for us today. Yay! Yay! Um, so and we are we are we are in agreement that uh, we're not really here for Space Jam two or for Tom and Jerry. Uh, really? Yeah. No. But 
that they have black directors. That's that's great. great. They need to be working on quality projects. <laughs> oh shit! I I actually agree. I'll just playing devil's advocate for a second. I'm I'm terrified. Um, don't fuck with my news. Don't fuck with my Tom and Jerry. Listen, bros, bros, bros. Please do your best. <laughs> don't don't get F Gary grade out here either. Please don't. Oh. He's probably somewhere still cussing. Oh, I'm sure he is still upset. He's still mad. He will never go anywhere near Sony for like a couple of years. They'll have to no. beg him on bended knee. They might not even hire him back. No. We'll see. I bet you Walter Parks' ass is still mad. Mm. Somebody stealing movies from black man? God damn it. Oh, oh Lord. That has to be the worst feeling in the world when you come into like the work and you see the producer at the at the edit bay like messing with your shit. Just chopping up your shit. Right? And you can't do anything about it because you work for him. Mm-hmm. You can key his car. You can go to jail. No, Lord. If you don't think that people call cops like you, don't care if you F Gary Gray. <laughs> Just be on TMZ tonight with um that white man and that black man with the, with the dreads talking about, uh, <laughs> so the F Gary Gray is in jail. And live in the jail, we have the attendant on the phone. You know how they do it on TMC Live. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's our show for this week. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Um, if uh, you want to find more about us, you can go to SSMPodcast.com and find our contact info and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Uh, go to SSM Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to find out more about our show. Join our Facebook group at SSMPodcast.com slash FB group. It's on Facebook as well. If you just search Say, Say Something Nice podcast group, there it is. You can find the show on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all the podcasts. I feel SoundCloud. We are not there anymore. Uh, but yeah, that has been our show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been the Say Something Nice Podcast. I am Brandon. I am here with Latria. Bye. And I am here with... With Ali. And just, just before we close out, we also want to, um, you know, see that our thoughts and prayers are with the victims of the uh, shootings that happened yes. yesterday. Yeah. In California, El Paso, Texas, and also Texas, in... And Ohio. In, yeah, Dayton, Ohio. And, and California, too. Something and, happened in California. Oh, no. Not a third one. A third oh, one? Yeah. And I heard there was one in Chicago, too. Yeah, I'm going to stay in my house all week. I ain't... Don't, don't it make you want to do that? Like, it's just like... Listen. Because the problem is that... And I was like... I think the day it happened, I was like, wow, I was actually at a Walmart today and just was like going about my business. Like I had no, you know. Cause and the thing is it's always like a racist white person. Almost always in these cases. But they're never called a terrorist. No, because they're not a terrorist. This is by design. No. So this is this is what the people It was a good boy. Mind. He, you know, he was a good boy. Mm-hmm. He was so smart and shy. Mm-hmm. And they put the graduation picture up and shit. Let it have been a black person or a brown person. They be talking Listen, about. Listen, they would have got the whole family and found arrest arrest photos for the mm-hmm. whole family. Start talking about ban Islam, ban, um, build the wall. All this other exactly. Did you see Rihanna's post? Oh my god, Rihanna went off on Instagram. Her post was so good. What did she say? Um, holes, please, because I have Instagram up on my phone. 
it's long, but she says, well, she has like the photo of like Donald Trump's tweet. Mm-hmm. And then she says, um, Donald, you spelt terrorism wrong. Your country had two terrorist attacks back to back, hours apart, leaving almost 30 innocent people dead. This just days after yet another terrorist attack in California, where a terrorist was able to legally purchase an assault rifle, AK-47, in Vegas, then drive hours to a food festival in Cali, leaving six more people dead, including a young infant baby boy. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, the California one. Yeah. Oh, and then she says, imagine a world where it's easier to get an AK-47 than a visa. Imagine a world where they build a wall to keep terrorists in America. My prayers and deep condolences to the families and loved ones of all the victims and the communities affected and traumatized from Texas, California, and Ohio. I'm so sorry for your loss. Nobody deserves to die like this. Nobody. Listen, when she said, imagine a world where they build a wall to keep terrorists in America, I was like, girl, you said that. Like, that ain't nothing but the damn truth. It is the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's definitely easier to get an AK-47 than a visa. Yeah, it is. That reminds me before we go. I was listening to, so that I have an audio book I've been playing. It is called Pictures at a Revolution, Five Movies and the Birth of the New Hollywood by Mark Harris. It is a book about the making of the five Best Picture nominees of 1967, each of which was like an important movie in cinema history for a different reason. It's um, Bonnie and Clyde, Dr. Doolittle, uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, In the Heat of mm. the Night, and The Graduate. Okay. When I tell y'all, Stanley Kramer and the people who made Guess Who's Coming to Dinner had no mm. idea what the fuck they were writing mm. about. It is a miracle that movie is even watchable at a basic level. Because oh, wow. when they when they were first starting to write it, tone deaf. Mm. In fact, Isabel Sanford had to save her own part, it seems like, because that's they wrote it, like they wrote it in dialect for her. She plays the maid who doesn't want Sidney Poitier to marry the white girl. Right. Her employer's mm-hmm. um, daughter. Um, but yeah, I'm just listening to this. I'm a, I am a shocked and appalled. And also just shocked and appalled at just like all these reviews of like the movie and like everything surrounding it and people pro, like Time Magazine and the LA Times print pro and con opinions about interracial marriage and shit. And just... Mm. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't shock me that they didn't. <laughs> I mean, given the time period, that does not shock right. me at all. And he and Sydney Party had just he shot in the heat of the night first, and then went to go shoot. Guess who's coming to dinner? Like back to back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just had a whole year of racism. <laughs> See, he shot the serve love before that, so he just had a whole year of dealing with white people's bullshit on film. <laughs> right. Imagine you're calling your mother back home and being like. It's been another long, long day. Because mm-hmm. they shot in the heat of the night in Illinois. They wouldn't go. He refused to shoot it in um, the actual South because Diane Carroll was shooting the movie in the South, in the South at that time, and the KKK was showing up every day. Well, of course. The only part in the heat of the night was actually shot in the South was like when it hit the cotton. They drove down for like, like, like I think a weekend to shoot them scenes, and like mm-hmm. they basically left early because they were acting. Food just for them being down there for that little bit of time. Yeah, I've never actually seen the movie. You seen the show? Uh, of course, I've seen the show. <laughs> it's a really, really good. Movie. 
uh, notable for being the first time a black man is like a white man on camera. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I like it already. All right. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, uh, this has been the Safe Nice Podcast. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Ciao. In Heat of Night is a really damn good movie. It's, it's, it's probably Sidney Poitier's best movie that he's done. Either that or The Defiance. Mm. It's really good. When they call you back up there, um, um, uh, Virgil, they call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> I didn't know he was going there and slap a white man. What'd you do that for? He slapped me first. <laughs> I bet Hollywood blew up. <laughs> They, it wasn't Hollywood. I wonder, I wonder if they had to fight to keep that in there. They didn't have to fight to keep it in there, but when they did test it, they um they they um said they could tell me why people people were in the eyes by who by who cheered and who gasped. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did. Because the, the, well, the problem was that in '67, by that time, Hollywood was so far behind what they were doing in Europe with films that they kind of started letting more progressive stuff into these movies. Like, there wasn't so much of a hindrance yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's just that Norman Jewison had a better handle on it than Sydney, than, um, than, um, that's, um, what's his name? Um, Stanley Kramer did. Mm-hmm. Norman Jewison, of course, went on to direct The Soldier Story in the 80s. He almost directed Malcolm X until Spike Lee came and shut shit down. It's like, no! <laughs> Amen. Oh, my God. <laughs> But we like Norman. He can direct black people. He did you didn't you see in the heat of the night? I'm directing this movie. <laughs> Me, Spike Lee. Yo, this is Spike. I'm directing Malcolm X now. You dig? Show enough. Oh Lord. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the this recent thing that somebody posted in you see something nice podcast about the the black actress from the rookie? Um Yes. She, she was I was just reading that. Isn't the she rookie quit. a new show on ABC? Yeah, she quit after the first season because the sexual um assault and sexual harassment and racial uh, racial issues. Racism. Yes. Yeah. From the hairdresser, the hair <sighs> department. Are you serious right was, now? Really? The hair department that was being racist. Wow. From like day one, she said. Jesus Christ. And she went and told showrunner and it never got to HR. Okay. And she named names. Is the rookie an ABC? I'm gonna look it up right now. Is, yes. it, is it a ABC Studios production? Is it filmed at the Mickey Mouse house? I don't know. That's fine. That was... But it comes on ABC though, it's... I believe. Yep. I never watched it, but yeah. The rookie. Crime she was drama. like, she was like a lead character. She's like, nope, bye. Yep. Quit. Afton Williamson. Um, I hope that this does not hinder her career. ABC Studios and the Mark Gordon Company are a production company, so. They probably filmed this. Entertainment One's the distributor, though. Do they film this on the Disney lot? 
Can we? I don't know, but whoever that showrunner is got a lot of questions to answer. What happened? Some kind of a difference. I mean, um, there's the public company involved. It's kind of easier to you know for the rain to fall if it's not a private company. It does. It shouldn't make a difference. It's just, it's just easier to pick on a public company because they they get scared by their shareholders. If a private company, they try to add the fight and act the fool. You got to sell out of court. Richard T. Jones is on here too. It said that her complaint her complaints were largely ignored by the producers of the show until the sexual harassment by the head of the hair department escalated to sexual assault at the rap party, and the person was fired. Jeez. But she said that she had reported the behavior by the hair department and a recurring guest star to the showrunner slash executive producer, Alexi Hawley. But let me let me Google Alexi. But her claims were not investigated and the recurring guest star was allowed to continue. Mario Lopez was on the show at one point, apparently. He's, he's, he's I wonder cool. if it's him because he already in trouble with Black Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can play Greg. Lutheran. Oh, Alexi Holly is a man. Okay, he must be from um, Europe. Um, because if he's Alexi, yeah. Let me see. Oh, he's yeah. He looks he looks like trouble. Mm-hmm. He looks like somebody be like, oh, I'll handle it and just like went and smoked his Newport. Yeah. Is it really that difficult to just go to work and not be not be shit? Apparently for some yeah. people it is. Is it really that difficult? Like, like how about how about we do what we were paid to do? How about that? How about that? Mm-mm. I mean, of all of it, like hair and makeup, like that's just not. Because you're where, vulnerable, you in the where, damn chair, you can't move. Right, like that's just not where I envision the, you know, sexual harassment and and bullying and racism to come from. <laughs> wow, and you have to like literally. That's the that, those are the first people you deal with every day when you get sick. Oh my god, I cannot even. So, Latria, you saw Black yes. Lady Sketch stuff. Tell us about it. I sure did. Um, it was, okay, so it was funny, but it wasn't as funny as I was expecting hmm. it to be. But I am definitely going to keep watching it. Like, like it is the first time that I have seen just nothing but Black women <laughs> doing, doing comedy. Who who who's on it that we know already? Um, Like the original cast or the guest stars? Uh, both. Okay, so the original cast who you already know is um, God Lord, of course, Robin Thede. All right. Um, and then uh, Quinta, and oh hell, what's the girl's name? Shoot, uh, the one girl I did not know at all. Um, the one with the curly hair, I did not know her. What's the shoot? Gabrielle Dennis, you know her? Yes. Ashley Nicole Black, I don't know her. She's the fourth person. I think I've heard her name before. Yeah, I like her. I don't know the name and her face doesn't look familiar at all, but she's hilarious. Um, it was funny. There's one sketch where Robin Thede like does oh, it was when they were in the um the little bad bitch club meeting, 
led by the Angela Bassett. <laughs> um, and Robin Thede does this like New Orleans accent. Oh my God. Like it was so good. Who is like I don't want to give away all the guest stars because that might I don't know if that will spoil it or anything. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's good, it's funny. There is one like little sketch that was kind of like Motown-esque, but you might like Brandon. It was what Motown-esque, you said? Yes. Oh. Okay. And it was kind of, it was actually it's actually the very first sketch they do, like the very beginning of the episode. That's how you get me. Mm-hmm. You would like that. But I liked it. It was good. It's, I mean, it's nice to see. It's nice to have that option on. So I'll be interested to see, like, what else they do and, like, who else pops in and out. Right. Okay. So. Thank you. Oh, and speaking of, yeah, and speaking, well, I will say this. Speaking of Pearson, Gina Torres was in one of the sketches. And I was like, how did they get hurt? Like, I could see Angela Bass, but I was like, how the heck do you get Gina Torres? Be like, oh, yeah. Because she just seems so serious to me. But yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, my God. And plus, I had literally just finished watching the episode of Pearson. So I was like, wait a minute. Am I? <laughs> Did I turn the channel? Like, what happened? <laughs> so, but it's good. Y'all should definitely. Well, Brent, so Brandon, you got to get HBO, like, for real. Well, I do. Sorry. Well, yeah, okay. Well, just watch it. Ali, you you probably like it too. I will have to check that out. Yeah. Because I'm starting to realize that this HBO is probably a very good investment. Oh, my, <laughs> listen. When I, let me tell you something. First of all, HBO has been earning like my fifteen dollars a month this year. They have exactly. been like back to back hits. I I can't remember the last time HBO was this good. Like every single show. 